Good evening and welcome to show 12 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Uh, I'm the daddy, uh, Gamertag Big Daddy Blast. Did you see what I did? I put it in there this time. Yeah. And, and PSN ID is Big hyphen daddy xx so there you go there you go that's me and we've also got chinny yo uh gamer tag chin chinny you see what i do i'll put my gamer tag in, in middle speech uh please gratify me and uh psn name chinny 1984 there you Hello. go and we've also got you spring break yeah i'm on spring break baby <laughs> woohoo the irony that. is, of course, when people hear this, it's going to be at the end of my spring break, and I won't be spring breaking it. Is it only, is it only one break week? Break yeah, they only, get a week, they only get a week over there. It's rubbish. Really? Yes, I agree. It's rubbish. Yeah, it's terrible. Oops, wait. Yeah, I know. I mean, sh- I would take two weeks. but How, many, know, how many weeks holiday a year do you get as a teacher, then? How many? You get do- one in the winter, yeah? and then one in the spring, Yeah, that's and two. then we get a bunch in the summer. That's terrible. Do you know how many weeks off they get, teachers, in this country? Well, that's because people in Europe tend to get more Listen, time 18, off in 18 weeks a year they get off. 18 weeks. So hang on a second. There's 12 in the summer. And no, here, no, here they get uh, six weeks for the summer holidays. Six weeks. Six weeks. That's a month and a half. That's yeah. not much. Yeah. No, no, no. But then they get a week sort of between that and Christmas. So they get six weeks summer, week Christmas, and then two weeks at Christmas. Yeah. And then they get another week between Christmas and Easter. And then they yeah. get another two weeks at Easter. And then another week between, obviously, Easter and the summer holidays. See, I, I think I like having a big block in the summer because I've always liked having a big, huge chunk of time in the summer. I mean, I'm not too unhappy, but I mean, I would, don't get me wrong, I like guys, to have more time. Guys, off. as thrilling as this conversation Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I have one more sound clip I need to play because. Another one? Ginny. Because Chinny and Murphy and apparently Rich don't have any idea about good, fun humor because they've never seen the Chappelle show. So I have to play this about oh, thank you. Samuel no, I have Jackson. Seen, hey, 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 I have seen the Chappelle show. I love Dave Chappelle, even after he went mental and went to Africa. You know, there's a so. beer in the United States called Sam Adams. And, and so the Chappelle show did a beer called Samuel Jackson. Have it taste, <laughs> motherfucker! <laughs> oh! Can you stop yelling at me, please? No, I can't stop yelling because that's how I talk. You ain't never seen my movies? Juice, that was a good one. Deep Blue Sea, they ate me. A f***ing shark ate me. Thank God. <laughs> that does sound like that guy. <laughs> that sounds just like him. <laughs> yeah, right, doesn't he? The, the PS3 fanboy. It does. Yeah. So there you go, exactly. I can't believe no one else mentioned that either. So. <laughs> you got to really see it. It's, I mean, the Chappelle show is one of the great oh, things that's ever been on US TV, along with The Simpsons. Uh, did you see that bit what he did on Graph Theft Auto? Yeah. Yeah, when he said, I need this, and then he changed his weapon. Classic. And yeah, tonight I need to start off with something that makes me not proud to be British, I have to say. It, it really does not make me proud to be British. Um, on uh, colonial presences around the world. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. I don't, I don't, <laughs> that I don't mind that. Yeah, that's okay. Who cares about that stuff? Um, and this is for all those people who got suffered from that. 
<laughs> Take that, Hong Kong. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, no, I've, I've got to talk about... There's a, okay, Duke, to put you in the picture, because you probably don't know... You've seen the video. I know you've seen it, because you've just saw it. I just watched it. it. But but basically, this guy is a gardener. That's that's what yeah. he sort of did. He's a, a gardener. He used to do... Uh, what was it called? What was uh, it called? Ground, ground Force. Force. And he was a twat then, and he's a twat now. <laughs> yeah. And basically, well, what they used to do is go to someone's house in secret, do the garden over, and then they'd come home to a surprise of a brand new garden. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, we we love that stuff in the UK. Don't well, tell. Well, we love reality shows like that here in the US too, because we yeah. stole them all from you. Stream makeover, but instead of doing the house, they just do a garden edition. Garden, yeah, garden. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you don't have a, an hyperactive host going. Yeah, that's because we don't have Ashton Kutcher doing it. Like, what's up? Look at your garden now, motherfucker. <laughs> anyway, come on. What's what's that show? Anyway, oh, this is something about games. Yeah, it? we need to be more serious here. We need to. Right, okay, it yeah. is, is a terrible thing. So basically, People so basically, are for the funny jokes. Man. I know, I know. So basically, he has his own chat show now during the day. Oh, uh, that angered me, you know, on yeah. the TV, you know, because he's oh, such a, a celebrity, and his name is Alan Titchmarsh. Here's <laughs> his name, and um, yeah, ba- basically. He did a, a segment on violent video games along with uh, a guy called Kelvin McKenzie and a, a lady called Julie Peasgood, who Boo. was the. Uh, There's a woman well, who says what she can to get a, a, the audience to clap. Yeah, that's what she is. And and we had a video said, game. I'm categorically against violence for entertainment, which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Does that mean you're against Shakespeare then? Yeah, possibly, possibly. Who knows? Yeah, along with uh, the guy from Computer and Video Games. uh, Tim Ingham. Which is Tim Ingham. So there you go. So that's who was on the panel. Now, the first thing I have to say about this is, if you're going to criticize video games, at least get the name of the games correct to begin with. Okay? You never heard of Call of Duty 2 Modern Warfare? No, I haven't, I have to say. (laughs) They had the numbers slightly wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know it's just That's indicative, isn't it? No, but it's indicative. Hey, he's but Duke, at, at least at least films have uh, you know certificate ratings. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because games yeah. don't. Games yeah, don't right, apparently exactly. have certificate ratings. Well, they're so addictive. Games are addictive. You know, which they are. I mean, she's right, but I don't see why that's a problem. But, you know, the ultimate thing is it's all about counterbalancing elements in a person's life. Because I grew up with the most violent of video games, and I, don't, you know, I'm not a homicidal maniac. If anything, I'm like an absolutist when it comes to non-violence. All right, it's well, a question of you know understanding how the world actually works and being able to differentiate reality from fantasy. Yes, right. Let's let's do a brief synopsis of what what happened. So Alan Titchmarsh goes, "Oh, BAFTA's awards for the gaming industry. Um, games are bad, aren't they?" And then he lets uh, he lets that chick talk who's against anything violent, uh, and she's like, "Yeah, games are really bad." And then CVG guy. He steps in and goes, games are not bad. You, you just, you just, you just got to censor who plays them. That's all. You know, kids shouldn't be playing, you know, games that are over rated 18. And then she blows him down, shoots him down and goes, no, games are bad. Games, no, ga- games are bad. You're wrong, you idiot. And then some other guy chips in and goes, games are bad, but they're also kind of bad. And that's it. That's pretty much what happened. Yeah, that was pretty much it. And uh, you know what I felt sorry for the guy from, you know, computer and video games was the fact that, you know, I mean, from the very beginning, he said, you know, these games are rated 18. They're not intended for kids, you know, mm-hmm. yet they just kept harping on about and kids playing these games. And it's like, well, someone please think of the children. 
That's the end of the conversation, though, right? Like, the, the kids shouldn't be playing them. Yeah, uh, that should be it. it. Yeah. Can, it, do, can you think of anything else that could you, you could counter that with? Uh, you know, I mean, to be fair, like, there is an element of the, the, the experience that is desensitizing to us. But they, they would never make that statement. It's That's too nuanced for this sort of conversation. If we were going to be honest about it, we have to admit that there is some, you know, effect that it has on us. Now, you know, again, it doesn't cause a one-to-one link. You're not going to go out and commit murder. Um, but as I've said before, I think there is a way in which we see so much killing, we eventually become eh, blasé when it happens in the real world. And we're well, like, whatever. Why, is it, why, why is it, though, like, uh, this is a bit of an abstract, you know, uh, example, but... Okay, in a game, we, we shoot, like, thousands and thousands of people, right? Uh, we, you do it, and you don't have to think about it. But when yeah. you have to shoot a dog in a game, yeah. I think about it. Why oh, is sure. that? Because it's innocent. Because there's an association with the but people you're people, shooting. These the people, people you're shooting. Oh, yeah, well, no, but, but that's the thing, is that a lot of people look at adults. This is why we have such a child fetish, is because we think of adults as being fundamentally flawed. We're so screwed up, we're all a bunch of liars, hypocrites, and stupid, and children are pure and innocent, and they don't do any of those things. And well, we the think ones the same right thing in this about, area, Jesus. Yeah, I know, like, well, it's not straight, true at all. Mug ya. Mug ya. It's not true at all, but that's because they've been corrupted by the things that have corrupted adults. So we think of animals the same way, like, I don't want to hurt this innocent thing, you know? Even if it's we've seen this dog attacking a child, we think, oh, it's a dog, you know, it doesn't know any better, and blah, blah, blah. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, the biggest issue I had with this was the complete and utter sort of blinkered view of, of, of its kids are playing these games all the time, which they obviously are, but not taking into account to the, you know, the fact that it's a parent's responsibility to ensure their kids aren't playing these games. You know and what does I mean? That mean it, because kids are playing these games, does that mean they should not exist? That's the ultimate question, because I think some of these people would probably say, yes, that means they should not exist, which is just stupid, because by that logic, yeah, R-rated movies should not exist, which is also stupid. Yeah, but the only reason these kids are playing these games is because their parents allowed them to do it. And of that course, is really so. the top and bottom of it, isn't it? Yeah. Sure. You know, and, and ultimately, that's where the responsibility lies, not with the game manufacturers, not even with the kids, but with the parents of those kids who allow them to do it. And that's my biggest gripe. And, and what really pissed me off is when he started trying to explain how the parental controls worked on both systems, which actually would have been pretty educational for people, they just cut him off and he didn't get a chance to say how they worked or anything. Because this is all, this is all carnival. This is all just a show. We want to see people arguing. I mean, you know, it's a much more rational discussion that would probably happen on any TV show in the United States with the exception of the Rachel Maddow show. Um, but the ultimate goal of these shows, correct me if I'm wrong, is not to get to the, a better understanding of these issues, but rather to have fireworks that people can watch two individuals yeah. verbally slugging it out. True. Yeah. That is true. Uh, I will say something. Um, uh, the, with, like... You know, games. It's still we're still getting growing pains. You know, like the film industry went through it. Yeah. Uh, people didn't really know what films were going to be, uh, and then like you know, people were just totally against them and thought it was just going to corrupt us and turn us all into murderers. Uh, you know, and it didn't. I, I don't think. And they uh, thought that with uh, with novels, the Plato said that about poetry. You know, so they did. Also, have you ever watched the, the Twilight Zone? Remember, remember that? Yeah, Anybody? Classic. Remember that uh, the one? You know. Uh, I, I had time now. 
you know, the, I had time. You know, the guy who loves to read books. Yeah, lovely. he loves to read. Sure. Of course. Uh, and he, he, that kind of reminded me of games, right? Because he, he was reading books and reading <laughs> books, and his wife yeah. would tell him not to read books. Yeah, he, yeah. Everybody goes, at work saying that huh? those those books were killing him. They was corrupting yeah. his mind. Yeah. And it's the same for films, and it's, it's going to be the same for games. And, and all of us have to... something that that's true for. I mean, all of us. Have, my wife does her garden. This woman on the TV show probably has something that she spends obsessive amounts of time on that she's addicted to that, if you were to break it down, would probably have some sort of interference in her life. The question is, how do you balance that with the other elements of your life, and how conscious are you of the positive and negative things that your addictions bring to you? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think... Especially if you like, you know, if you compare it to the film industry, and obviously in the the late seventies, early eighties, when we had what was termed of in in this country as the video nasties, uh, which were films like I Spit on Your Grave, Evil Dead, you know, yeah. uh, Zombie Holocaust, Zombie Flesh Eaters. Not that I've seen any of these movies when I was a kid. <laughs> um, Dead Alive, man. Dead Alive is the. Ultimate. But anyway, anyway, Head of the family, Frankenhooker. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. At, well, at the time, these were obviously frowned upon in a big way, you know, and sort of, you know, it was like the end of the, you know, beginning, yeah, the beginning of the end, and all our kids were going to end up corrupted and go around killing everybody because they'd seen these movies and what have you. Um, but now they release, you know, films like Hostel and, you yeah. know, Cabin Fever and... Now, and the CVG dude says, the CVG dude said that these torture porn movies, and, you know, they don't even have the benefit of story, which, if we're going to be fair, Modern Warfare 2 didn't really have much story <laughs> in that stupid scene either. But, you know, it, that's, that's, that's a matter of aesthetics. That has nothing they, to do with the effect these are going to have they, on kids. They also, they also mentioned, I mean, she brings up the, the, the Russian level, the, the infamous Russian level in yeah. Modern Warfare 2, where, you know, you get, you get the, the opportunity, not, not a, a nice opportunity, to, to shoot innocent people. And then she picks the, the one... That 15 minutes of the millions of hours of game time you could invest in any other game. Look, that's a small section. If if game time was on a pie chart, right, uh, across all games, every game ever released, that wouldn't even be one percent. Of that would be the know, give it to charity slice. Yeah, it that would wouldn't. Be the it slice. wouldn't. But what? Like to change this for the keep it. But but what did I say about the no Russian level when it came out that it would be used as ammunition? It yeah, did game in a disservice, and that's yeah. what's happening because it's the one thing they focus on because it's easy yeah. to it's an easy target. And well, and it, I mean, it, it is pretty shocking. It. Fair because it's supposed to be shocking, man. It's yeah, blah blah blah. But see, here's the thing. But here's the thing. But here's the thing, though. This is why Infinity Ward had such an important job to play to do with making sure that it had an important purpose in the story and they totally blew that part of it this conversation would be so much easier to have if we could say i mean you know look schindler's list there's a lot of violence in schindler's list right mm-hmm. because it's showing us how horrible and pernicious the nazis were Definitely. so if we if this if this scene were used to show and i suppose this is the argument infinity ward would make this guy we're going after is so pernicious and horrible look at what he's doing you know, but it doesn't have any impact on us. If it had had more of an impact on the player and if it had shown more about the threat posed by this group of people, then it would be so much easier to defend it. Yeah, but it isn't, unfortunately, and that was the... And, and he would have struggled to defend that, you know, when she saw... I knew as soon as she came out with it, he would struggle, and it luckily he just sort of diverted it to something I think, else. Uh, I think, like, because they, they also mentioned, you know, these games being pro-war. 
where if you look at Call of Duty 4, it's not it's not pro war at all. It's they, all... Have a, you know, they have a lot of quotes. I think the the point of yeah, I mean, COD 4 and Modern Warfare 2 had a number of quotes from like Barbara Ehrenreich and Howard Zinn and a bunch of other people about the futility of war. And and yeah. in some ways, I think the game can be seen as showing the horrors that are inflicted because of war. Now we could say a lot of things about how we don't often see innocent civilians being killed by bombs that are dropped from the air, which is something we probably should see if we're going to really learn the truth about war, but I don't think that's one of the responsibilities these games have to teach us the truth about war. It's a game. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just, totally she, agree. She, she, she just kind of, you know, not delving that deep into it, dude, but she did kind of use these games, like, these are these are promoting war, but like when you look at the, you know, when you look a little bit deeper than, yeah, you, you're shooting people, but the, the game is not pro-war at all. It's 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 kind of exposing how terrible war is, you know. And, and throughout the game, it's it's always, uh, you know, saying, oh, you know, this is not like the way. Like the, there's no uh, right or wrong. There's no left wing, right wing. It's it, there's all grey areas and stuff, you know. And that that was what Call of Duty Four was about. And I think Modern Warfare Two lost that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Call of Duty Four would have been a great example to to show that not all games are like, oh, war's great. You know, like films like Commando, when Arnold Schwarzenegger takes out an whole army on his own. Oh, you know, sure, that's pro yeah, war. Oh no, uh, no. You know, Call of Duty Four is is not a, you know for war. It's not saying no. war is brilliant at all. Okay. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, talking of violent video games, um, I've been playing a ton of God of War Three this week, an mm. absolute ton of it, and I heard that's not that violent. Yeah, do you know, and, and I said this sort of last week, but each sort of boss fight gets sort of increasingly more gruesome. Sort of. And, yeah, and it, it almost is like a, yeah, a hostile video game, yeah. I think. It's we, we've been to trying say. to defend violence in video games. I know. I, I do get a pleasure of sticking two knives in someone's neck and then ripping their head off in God of War, I must admit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got to say, it's a blast. It is. <laughs> it's an absolute blast. But, but... I'm not, I'm not going to like strap chains <laughs> to my arms, walk out to the no, street I... and cut somebody's head off. No, and I'm not going to do that either. No, but, but your little niece is when he sees it, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, if, if Jimmy, my little nephew, could do that, all right, I'd be very shocked, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's an interesting game. That is that is for sure. Um, so so is is uh, Murphy on the overseas connection just a noob for not liking it? He is definitely just a noob for not knowing that level that he was on. And I've sent him an email <laughs> to that effect. He knew. Yeah, um, yeah uh, he's definitely. It sounds not like on. there's a fight brewing here. It, it's uh, not on. Oh, it's on. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not on. Ooh, it's on. All right. <laughs> yeah, I've got to admit though, I did te- I did think about it for a couple of minutes, but that was about it, you know. And and he can't use his age as a defense because I'm nearly as old as he is, so you know. Right. You know, he's got. You're you're no, older, right? I am. No, I'm not. Am I? Am I? Oh, what year was you born? Uh, 1972. No, he's older. Yeah, he's yeah. older than me. He's older than me. Think <laughs> <laughs> so. He's no defense. <laughs> he's no defense. I am a. Really... According to Duke, he's Jewish. What are you doing there? Schleimer, come here. Um, but yeah, most of the puzzles in it haven't been too taxing. You know, a couple of them you had to think about for a few minutes, but nothing overawing, I have to say. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've got to say, what's interesting, the boss fights haven't... And I don't know whether this is... Obviously, I never finished the other two God of War games. I played about half of the first one. But the boss fights don't seem to get any more difficult as you go along. They seem to be sort of on a level almost. Are, just, you, pl- are you playing it on easy? Or? No, no, just normal settings. I'm not playing it on silly settings, but I'm just playing it on normal. But they don't seem to get increasingly harder. You just get 
different, you know, in the way that you have to do them. So there's like a, a trick to each boss fight, and once you've worked out what the trick is, then you, you, it's easy yeah. enough to sort of do. Yeah, it's the same with all bosses. And yeah, know. but they don't seem to be getting any silly, you know, any harder as you go along. Which is um, fine. Yeah, which is fine. I have no issues with that. I, I, was... finished, uh, I, I finished God of War 2, and I'm just thinking, I, I finished it today, and I'm just thinking about all the boss fights I did. And, and it's pretty much the same thing you're saying, Stu. I, I think, mm-hmm. you know, the bosses, it's more about the... the, the, the you know, the grandness of it all, you know, like the, the scale and the craziness. Oh, of what, sure. You know, what you're doing, what's, what's happening on screen rather than, you know, it, it's not like beating you over the head repeatedly saying you are rubbish, like, do it better, you know. Yeah, I definitely agree. But what what I like about it, one of the things I really do like about the game in the way where it does increase the difficulty levels and it isn't in the boss fights, what, it, what it'll do is it'll give you sort of something that's quite hard to kill on its own. And then you go, oh, that was quite tough to kill. And then you'll get into the next bit of the, the level, and then suddenly he'll throw three of those at you, and two of the bad guys, and a load of like minor ones, all at the same time. And you're just like, uh, you know, I struggle to kill one on its own. How the hell am I going to kill three at the same yeah. time? Uh, yeah. But you sort of do it. You sort of work out how to do it. And it's... I hope you don't sort of do it. I hope you do it. No, do you it. do do it. You do, but it's quite cool. <laughs> do do it. <laughs> yeah, you do do. Yeah, so do, do that. I don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> that's a very sophisticated joke. There's a couple um, Shakespeare references in there. <laughs> but yeah, it's cool. I, I like that. I like that. That it's sort of it's almost like you know teasing you in a way. It's like, huh, you you did one. Now try three at the same time. From See what it sounds, like from what it sounds like, Stu, it sounds exactly like one and two. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. That, pretty, that'll do. That'll pretty, do me. Uh, yeah. But I don't know what. I have I have been playing one other game this week that I'll mention. Um, I decided I was going to rent Just Cause Two, so off I sort of went to. I I played the demo today, so you carry on, then I'll tell you what I yeah, think yeah. of the demo. So I went off down to the uh, to the shop to get it, you know, to rent it out for the for the week. And when I got there, I rented something else instead. Oh, you well Oh head. boy! Sell <laughs> out. I rented. <laughs> I rented Red Steel 2 for the week. Oh, you willy willy head. <laughs> you know what? You know what? It's actually quite it, good. It's pretty good. It, it looks pretty. Great. It's pretty good. It is so much like Borderlands. It's unbelievable. Is it, is so it, it good because... This, this kind of thing kind of like discouraged me a little bit because is it good because you expected it to be a bit shit? Or, you know, what was your expectations before you put it in for a week? Not a lot, I have to say. I didn't there have you any, go. any major expectations there of it being brilliant. So I hadn't read any reviews at all before I sort of rented it, so I had no idea what people were saying about it. Um, but it, it, it's fairly linear. I think one of the things that I've been a little bit disappointed with is it feels like the beginning bit, you know, it's going to open up suddenly, you know, and you'll suddenly be able to go here, there, and everywhere. But that sort of doesn't really happen. It's a lot more sort of linear and story-driven than that. Shell shaded graphics work okay? Brilliant, yeah. They, they look as good as Borderland graphics. There's not a lot in it, I have to say. I think, I think that kind of style works well for the Wii. Yeah, it doesn't look... It looks... If you didn't know, you'd just think you were playing a 360 game. It, it looks fine. You know, I have no issues with the way it looks at all. The art style works really, really well. Um, the sword is, is really good with the motion plus. The, the biggest issue is the same as I have with all games like this on the Wii. Is this especially, you, you cannot play this game sitting down. Uh, forget it. You have yeah, to really. stand to play it. Yeah, you, you, you couldn't play it sat down. You can't play the game sat down. I mean, don't get me wrong. Look, I'm not saying I would never play a game standing up. But if I'm going to stand up, 
Like, I want something else to be, I mean, I, I want it to be like sort of a complete workout, not just you stand up so that you can swing a sword around or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, you swing a sword a lot. If you're standing up, I want to be doing like six things and have to run this arm around and then, I don't know, move back and forth or something. Yeah, yeah, you don't do any of that, but you do do a lot of sword swinging. Do do. Yeah, I said do do again, didn't I? Uh, Yeah, you do. Sword swinging, yes, okay. And it is pretty much one-on-one, although there is a bit of lag between you swinging and the sort of thing on screen happening. But only oh, like about, guess a, that would ever happen about a second, probably about a no, second. No, no, we Motion Plus got rid of all of that. Yeah, there's still a little bit. It's not, it's not massive, but it does happen. But never happens on the. But Wii it controls Plus. really well. I mean, did you listen to that dude laughing in his car? I know, I know. And the vitality sensor comes up. <laughs> but you know, he's not, not massive because it's actually quite a good game. But the, oh, yeah, but yeah, but you wait till that vitality sensor comes out, man. Oh yeah. You're what is that? Peni- you're gonna stick yeah. your penis in it and then. <laughs> but <laughs> but, it's, but it's, it's also got the other issue with games like this, especially if you're swinging a sword a lot. Is if you obviously go out of the range of the sensor bar, that never happens on the Wii. You end up looking up at the, you know, looking upwards, and it's not until you bring it back in to focus that it sorts itself out. And if you're in the middle of a massive fight with about six or seven dudes at the same time, that isn't the best thing to happen. Isn't the best, but overall it's good. You know, it, it sort of teaches you nice and slow all the different moves and the counter attacks and all the stuff you can do, and and it works really well. And each of the bosses are quite cool, you know, and they all have their own thing going on. So that again, you have to use a bit of thought to beat them because you can't just go in swinging and expect to win. Um, but yeah, overall I'm really enjoying it. So hopefully I'll finish that off by next week, and I'll let you know what I think after I finish the game. So there you go. That's me for this week. That's what I've been uh, playing on on the whole, really. Uh, so what have you been up to, Duke? I finished Assassin's Creed 2. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the ending was was okay. It felt like a sequel ending, you know? It felt like an ending that, leaving the door open, I was going to give a spoiler there, but I decided not to. And, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it was fun all the way through. I think that's the sign of a good open world game, because so often I'm like, "Uh, I'll finish this because I have to. But in this case... I really wanted to keep going with all of it, so that was good, a lot of fun. And then I felt like, okay, normally I would say, all right, time to sell that, and I still have Dragon Age that I need to sell, and go and find something new to play. But instead, I was just like, you know what, I want to play a game that I've played before. Something like If I, wanted, or if I was going to play a game that was going to bring me 100% just enjoyment right now, what would I play? And I was like, duh, Portal. So I went through Portal again, and that was a lot of fun again. And now I'm playing Fallout 3 again because I bought all the... You know when they had the Fallout 3 expansion packs for 50% off at Christmas yeah, time? I and I was that. like, ooh, special deal one day only. I'll buy them all. And so I did. I mean, I already had a couple of them, but I bought the other ones. And then now they're, they've been on for like two weeks. All the, all the expansion packs, 50% off. But, I mean, whatever. So I have like three new expansion packs that I have never played before. And I figure, well, when, since I'm going to be doing those anyway, I might as well do all the other stuff again. So I have been, and it's been a lot of fun. And uh, I took over the town of Megaton for the first time. I hadn't really done that. I just blew it up last time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So it's been a good time. And it's really a great game, you know? I mean, if it can... This is my fourth time playing through it. That really says something, so... <laughs> my God. Um, can I just ask, now you've played, like, Portal again, are you, are you looking forward even more now to Portal 2? Yeah, or are you still I mean, a bit like, ooh, I hope it's as good? Well, I mean, I do hope it's as good, and, uh, you know, I think... 
they should have put out so many extra levels for Portal. I can just think of so many different ways for them to do cool different stages for it that probably wouldn't have taken a whole lot of time and energy to create those. So I feel like we should have had other stages for Portal in the meantime, but... Yeah, I'm looking forward to that game. I mean, but know, they, they did they did do that, didn't they? When with uh, still alive. Yeah, but you had to buy the whole game. Yeah, again. I don't know anyone who I'm bought buy that. Buy the whole so game again? What do I look like a rube? But I don't I don't know how good any of those were because I've never spoken to anyone who actually played it, so I've no idea whether they were any good or not. Anyone know anyone who played the the arcade version with the extra levels? Nope. nope. No, there you go. I guess we can't comment on that. How much was it? Twelve hundred. Yeah, but it was on sale, wasn't it? It did go on sale for 800 points not so long ago, I think. I might buy it just for those extra things. Yeah. Uh, Ginny, so what have you been up to? I just closed uh, two demo. All right. So what did you think? Didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. Really? No. I I just... I thought the controls were too complicated. Uh, I didn't think getting around was very good. I didn't know where people were shooting me from. I didn't know what I had to do. Like, I didn't know what I had to do to take over a town. It didn't show it very clearly. And yeah. uh, when I was just having fun, you know, I was in a helicopter <laughs> and I was just going to jack another helicopter. End of demo. Well, you know, there's ways you can extend the time if you... Yeah. <laughs> if you prefer yeah. to do stupid Strangle stuff for 30 like seconds. Ripping, yeah. You could get 30 seconds. But it more. tells you all that at the end. It goes, hey, you could have played for longer if you did all these things. And I'm like, <laughs> so well, they did thanks. That. Thanks for that. Um, you know, well, I, I, I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, I, you know, I still, I still think I'm going to rent it because I was starting to have a little bit of fun at the end. But it's, it, it, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't really like hold your hand or anything. It just drops you in it, you know. And I, I just didn't know what to do, and that that can put me off a game where, where you know, with the argument where. Games used to be like that, man, you know. Yeah, I was just going to say, are we not... Are we not uh, I, I could hear, I could hear Are we not too side. pampered? Are we not right, too... Well, I don't know, it doesn't matter what it used to be like. The point is that they should be giving you more of an intro. Noob. The, 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 my, 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 my argument is this, right? Um, look, games, yes, they used to be more harsh, they used to be more difficult. Yeah. But now, right, uh, I play a demo like that, and I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know what's going on, and I probably will get better at it. You know, that, that's, that's a given, but... That demo is meant to promote the game, right? It's meant to be make, want want me to go out to the shop and buy the game. That demo didn't make me want to do that, you know? It, it just went, all right, here's, here's the world, have fun. Um, we're not going to tell you how to do anything. You know, it would have been nice to just, just, for, just, just for the demo, right? Hold your hand through the demo and go, look, you can do this, you can do this, do this, you know? And uh, give you some missions where it shows off what, you know, because the game... Maybe the, write some instructions on the wall. Yeah, the, the, the game... <laughs> yeah, that's uh, oh, by the way, that happens throughout the whole game, I've been led to believe by someone who was telling me. The game... Sorry, uh, we interrupted, Shinny. Go ahead, Jack. Yeah, yeah I'm still talking. Now. Right, the, yes. Because... I'm sorry for interrupting. The game yeah, shines... Sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I couldn't help myself. Sorry. Yeah, just... Sorry, uh, it's not great, whatever. Done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm uh, sorry. He was um, going to say something positive, and then we made yeah, him yeah, yeah, say, yeah, screw so. this, I'm done. I've yeah. also played uh, Game Room. I played that today. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, we I played that anyway. Are we yeah. going to talk about that later? Or yeah, we'll I mean... talk about that after the break, I think. I can yeah. talk about it now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I think we might have a few things to say about that. <laughs> no, Do you know, think... you know, I want to really like something later. I feel like I'm down on everything. No, you sound like Duke. 
I know, I know. I think I am. <laughs> Welcome though. to my world. Whatever. It's, it's not Fallout 3 or Miss, I don't care. Hi, <laughs> go. Uh, hello. I am not. But yeah, I do feel like I'm a bit down on stuff lately. Whatever. If things are bad, they deserved us to be down on them. Yeah. Anyway, let's, yeah. I'm having high standards, dude. I know. Let's take a quick break anyway. We'll do the indie pick. And then obviously when we come back, we've got quite a bit of stuff. Talking about being down on games, let's do the indie picks. (laughs) Yeah, let's do the indie picks. Here we go. Six, five. Indie game review. Review. Yeah, this is Michael Cookley, also known as Quanrian on Xbox Live. This week I'm going to be looking at a couple of quirky avatar games. Not something really super substantial, just, you know, fun type mini game type stuff called Avatar Showdown and Avatar Canon. First game I'm going to look at is going to be Avatar Showdown by J-Force Games. And I guess this game more or less answers the question of violence with avatars because this is probably about as close as you're going to get to beating up somebody else's avatar. So, yeah, this is for you, Chinny, because I know you want to beat the crap out of the avatars. This would probably be about as close as you're going to get for a while, because there are actually guidelines that XNA has for uh, the avatars to where they can only use, like, cartoon violence and stuff. But, uh, yeah, this is it, and it's it's basically a quick draw, and uh, you, you've got to press the button before they press the button, and, and it's, I didn't find it too terribly hard, but it is, it is amusing, and the quicker you do it, the, the more... I guess fancy your attack is and it's normally a punch and then if you do a little bit quicker it's a kick and I, I'm not really sure if there's anything better than that but uh, yeah it does have its form of amusement and uh, all the characters you face as you're going through are pretty much mockeries of like pop culture icons so uh, yeah if, if I guess there's like one that's like they think like Sean P. Diddy like if you don't like him and, and it appeals to you to like punch him in the face well there you go. I mean, you can you can pretend that's him, and you're punching him in the face, and it, it's uh, it's it's funny and it's quirky and it's it's 80 points. And honestly, I I found more merit with the trailers that came with it than the game itself. Definitely make sure you check out the trailers in there as well because they're uh they're kind of funny and perhaps a little bit overly sensationalist. But you know, I guess that's the way to do it. If you want want people to buy your stuff, so yeah, definitely uh something to check out. And the other one I'm going to be looking at is from Lighthouse Games, and, and these guys have done a, a few things that have used uh, 3D graphics and whatnot, like the Christmas tree thing that we, uh, my Christmas that we looked at a while back. And uh, yeah, it's it's uh, Avatar Canon, and you're 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 doing uh, what you would expect. Your 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 avatar is in a cannon, and you're launching it through the air. And uh, I guess you're in the African safari, and you're kind of flying through the air, and you can actually flap your your arms to kind of make yourself go a little teeny bit further, not really that much. And you're bouncing off animals, and there's humorous bits like, uh, well, um, your head ending up in the uh, posterior of a particular animal. And uh, also there's dog piles that you can land in and, and stuff like that. And uh, if you do either of those two things, the little hyenas will come out and they'll laugh at you. And it's 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 very humorous and i actually found myself going back to this and playing this uh, uh quite a bit because i just found it funny and it's got that kind of feel where like you can get a little bit better of a score than you did last time and there's that competitiveness built into the game where you've got the the high scores where you're you know going and seeing how far you can get and uh it's sort of like trials hd and that it's going to put other people's names on the field so you can see how far you're getting compared to other people and it actually does keep a uh, track of 
what your farthest distance was on your first shot, second shot, and, and so on. And there does seem to be some logic to it on how far you can get, but uh, largely it's, it's luck and it's just it's just plain amusing. Yeah, and it, it's only 80 Microsoft points, so uh, whether that's worth it or not for a person is it, completely up to them. But uh, this can be pretty much played without buying it. So I, I'm not really going to say that anybody absolutely has to buy this, but it, it's certainly something funny to check out. Uh, you know, both of these uh, are going to be very mini-game-ish, and uh, they're also very cheap. They're both 80 Microsoft points, so you're not breaking the bank on either of these. So, you know, they, they you may find that they're they're worth it for just, you know, a good laugh. And yeah, and uh, that, that's pretty much it for this week. So there you go. To so sold. they're both 80 points, are they? Well, I've got, funnily enough, right, I've just looked up... <laughs> Listen, listen, I've just looked to review on Avatar Showdown. On here, it's showing 80 points. So unless the developers put it up since he first released it, it, it used to be 80 points. Sorry. Well, I know one of them was more points. than 80. So yep. maybe, it was, maybe it was the other one, but I thought they were both 80 points, I must admit. Yeah. yeah. There you go, I don't know. Yeah, it's 80 points, Avatar Showdown. It is 80 points. So it must be Avatar Canon then, but I, I thought that was 80 points as well. Well, anyway, let's talk about what we think. Right, go on then, Chini. You start us off then. Uh, I, I have, uh, I have trouble trying to think about how you know how can you criticise a game that's eighty Microsoft points, and then I come, I think I come up with it where if you can if you can play this game for free on the internet, then it's not worth paying for on the indie games. That's that's pretty much. How I, you know, like if I, jump. yeah, if I if I can get this somewhere else for free, it's not worth buying. That's fair enough. And pretty much both of these games, I think I've seen better for free. Uh, the the show the showdown one, Avatar Showdown. Quantum Rim was right, right, where he uh, he said that I'd love to beat the shit out of Avatars because I, I think they're they're kind of dumb. Um, even though I'm, you know, guilty pleasure, I do change my. Avatars clouds every now and again, but you know, just, just to beat somebody else's avatar is, is a, in a, an appealing uh, idea. So I thought, yeah, you know, that that one that one's got some promise and uh, cartoon violence. I understand that, you know, they can't be blood or anything, but some power or you know, some kind of an old Batman style power, kablam, would have been nice, you know. So I, I was kind of expecting a, a Street Fighter type thing, where all I got was uh, a quick time event, pretty much. Uh, where you how fast press, can you press the A button? Uh, yeah, how fast can you press any button, you tard? Um, <laughs> so that was. Lord, this is how you to settle things in the wild west. This is how you settle things. YouTube interrupted me enough tonight, so. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I want to interrupt. Uh, uh, so I just think that yeah, it's it's just not very good at all. I, mean, I spent more time on the Canon one, I suppose. Uh, but the only desire to play that again is to beat your friends. Uh, you know, all two of them who would probably buy this game, that and those two people would be you if you actually did buy it. <laughs> uh, you know, no one's no one's going to play these games. I, and I've played better games on a flash game, you know, on Congregate.com or something. Yeah, and I just I just don't think they're worth the money. Uh, I, also, the one thing I did like was on Showdown or whatever it was, you get to punch Kanye West in the face. Yeah, and he, and, and, and and that's what he says. It actually comes up on oh. the screen, doesn't it? 
Mm. Beyonce had one of the best avatars of all time. <laughs> you know, I thought he was quite quirky. Though. I did I did sort of have a little chuckle at that. And it, it, they are throwaway games for 80 points. It's, it doesn't almost doesn't matter, does it? Because it's so cheap. Well, yeah, I think uh, if Maybe you can get you, it free, it doesn't matter. If you can get it free somewhere else, it does matter. Yeah, I mean, well, I haven't. I mean, I mean, what's nice for me to see is they're actually using avatars in the, you know, in the, in the games and trying to, you know, are, just experiment. And I, I, obviously, they make a lot of money from those because uh, <laughs> people are people like doing something with their avatar other than it waving at you with, on the bloody dashboard. Now, what I would say to you, although obviously you didn't really like Avatar, kind of my daughter for that game was just brilliant and sat there for ages playing it. She so what he's so saying, Chinny, is that funny. you have different taste in video games to an eight-year-old, eight-year-old daughter. Imagine that. <laughs> you yeah, know, that's but, but that's the way I've, rise tomorrow too. But that's the way I've looked at it because she thought it was fantastic fun, and every time she got her head stuck up an elephant's bum, she thought that was highly amusing. Uh, I landed in a uh, ship for uh, a couple of times. Yeah, what a great thing in a game. Oh, I just loved it. It's just brilliant. Man, I can't wait to buy this game for 240 points, by yeah, the way. Yeah, that is a 240-point game. Yeah, I've just checked that. So what that is the one that's 240. Yeah, that's, that is a crazy price. For 80 points, I probably would have bought it. For 240, it's a bit too much. Yeah. And that's the trouble. It's, it still comes back to this age-old pricing issue, doesn't it, with the indie games. For 80 points, I would have definitely bought that for my daughter because she just thought it was so funny. And she, and she just liked playing it, you know, and trying to beat a last distance each time. You know, she spent ages doing it. But there's so little that you can do to affect it. Your, last you your arms a bit. <laughs> that does nothing. Yeah, it doesn't really do anything. But Superman also, does nothing. Also, this is your daughter, so she might have uh, you know, applied certain traits from you because you find random facts <laughs> from a made-up website funny. So. <laughs> well, you know what? Hang on a second, though. Here's my real concern with this, though. No, my, my actual concern is that considering our agreement that there is such a powerful influence of video games, I'm worried, Stu, that your daughter is going to go take True. herself to Africa and yeah. launch herself out of a cannon <laughs> into an elephant's butt. Yeah. It could happen. These games are addictive. Yeah. yeah. Not Well, actually, no, they're not. These two games were not addictive. They were stupid <laughs> and a waste of time. <laughs> oh, my God. I was so mad. Because I was loading them up and thinking, yeah, avatars. These indie games really have an ace in the hole with the avatars because it lets you do something that most arcade games aren't doing yet. And so you could do something really creative and fun. Maybe these will be like that. Eh, no, it's not. Just boring. And I'm sorry, Quanrian. You know I love you, dude. And that one racing game you gave us last time I thought was awesome. But... This one's way... Yeah, I, I have to shoulder some of the responsibility because I thought Avatar Cannon was quite funny. Oh, it's your fault then. Yeah, yeah, blame me. I don't care. All right, I blame you. You can blame me. <laughs> that, uh, that's not... And my daughter lied to you, you know, so what can I say? Well, how about this? Anytime there's an indie game that we need to choose, we'll just have your daughter <laughs> go through and pick her favorite and then we'll all be doing uh, Just Dance. Yeah, well, we've got to think of games these kids can play, you know, apart from... No, we're veteran gamers, not kitty gamers. We've all got kids, apart from you, you find out, Anthony. Well, we've got kids, you see, you've got to think of the kids. I don't have kids, Chain doesn't have kids. I know, but listeners do, because they're our age, you know. Just because you've no kids. Just because you... Which actually brings me on to our next... Can I say a Simpsons quote? Because I like to say Simpsons quote. Kids are the future, and if we act now, we can stop them. There yeah, go. right. There you go. Um, yeah, talking of avatars, yeah, I think we need to move on to game room. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so talking of bad use of avatars, that is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow, I mean, it's just meaningless. I don't get it at all. I mean, well, I'll tell you, the thing I liked about it was the fifteen free achievement points I got. 
Yeah, can I ask you this though, right? Any of the any of those games, would you would you probably buy Avatar Canon first before any of those games in the series? Any money for any of them. Uh, Absolutely not. Come on, which game would you buy instead of Avatar Canon out? Well, you wouldn't buy any of them, would you? I wouldn't buy any of them. <laughs> that is true. You have a I lot. Astro uh, Smash was the only one I played, and that was because I had an Intellivision way back in the day, and I wanted to see what the game was like after all these years. You know what the game is like? It's a piece of crap. Oh, but right, what is with the that Intellivision? What is with the Intellivision? How to turn on the bloody thing? All about. Oh, that's if the that's because they had a very strange controller. And in yeah, but why games, would you want it now if you had it? Because back in, in some there? games you need to use it. It's just the stupidest thing I've ever seen. No, it's a dumb controller. I'm not going to argue that. Yeah, but I mean, but if you're going to play Las Vegas controller. Poker and Blackjack, then you need to have it. It's just rubbish. I just rubbish. You just didn't have it in television. You're not cool enough to understand. Aunt, aunt, I, I, I had this vision of game room being this place where you could actually move around in it. No. Well, you see your avatar run up to the game when you put the token in or whatever. It's just rubbish. I, yes. I really don't get what all the fuss is. You wanted about. it to be more like home. Yes, I mean, yes. <laughs> he admitted it. Uh, he admitted it. Yeah, but that's done so well, and this is just rubbish. Uh, no, oh, no, the way avatars move around in home, you can't disagree with that. The graphics look amazing, and they move really fluidly. Yeah, but there's just nothing to do. No, there isn't. You're but, so caught up on the gameplay components, but, but Kenny. So think much. a little bit about the minor <laughs> no, but, details. No, 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 it's not minor. It isn't minor at all. No, it isn't it minor. Is minor. It is not minor. The the way that a home works is, you know. My wife spends hours in there talking to people, so as much as you hate it... No, I think we've got a new standard for the show no. now. It doesn't matter what you think, Chinny. It doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't even matter what Stu thinks. It matters what his wife thinks and what his daughter thinks. But you've got to look at what other people like, whether we like it or not. It's irrelevant because other people obviously do. Otherwise, there wouldn't be all these avatars running around in home all the time. We might not get it, but other people get it. I guess they do, and I don't get them. Yeah, well, that's fine. That's fine. That's your opinion or my opinion or whatever. But oh, well. but this at least could have had your avatar moving around in that <laughs> space because as it stands, it is utterly pointless. Unless I get to elbow a child out of the way so I can play the video game next. Yeah, <laughs> that part doesn't bother me. It's so just much. totally oh. pointless. It's getting heated, but we all agree that game room is shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I do. I really uh. have idea what the point See, of it I, I, I was i was kind of enjoying it right because it i was i was getting into it i was like changing my game room and then i was like all the level systems and the medals you can earn i thought oh that's really cool and then i got and then i played a game and i went this is shit you know like well, why would i want to do this this is awful. See, I did it the other way around. I i played a game first and I'm like wow this sucks and then i was like ooh, i can get achievements for putting stupid coin dispensers in you know even right okay when i think back to the arcades right what I think about is games like Dragon's Lure, Outrun, you know, and all those After, sorts of games. Afterburner, baby. Afterburner. Yeah, yeah. those are not this pile of tripe. <laughs> this is just the first wave, man. They're working on all those other games later. Yeah, you know what I mean? At least if you're going to recreate supposedly an arcade experience. I remember Star Wars. You remember the Star Wars game with the where you yeah. had to do the run and everything yeah. and it was all like isometric graphics and Yeah, and that really weird controller. That yeah. well you'd need the six axis for that one. <laughs> well possibly. But those are the sort of games I remember playing in the Only the, the PlayStation has the power to do Ooh, that one. Let me ask you this. Right? Wait till the talk comes out. If you're I mean right, if you're under the age of twenty or, or say between, I don't know, eighteen and thirty who in that age range is going to be remotely interested in anything at all that is in here? 
course not. So while these they were they were never going for that age range anyway. They were going for adults, going for the nostalgia kick. I had an Intellivision, dude. I can even make my home arcade look like an Intellivision arcade for some reason. You know, even games like Galaxian or Contra or something yeah. decent. So I I, I loved uh, Contra uh, when I was little. Um, Ball and video games as a kid as well. I never played uh, it in the arcade. I played it on the... No, I played it on the SNES. It was super pro yeah. sector then. But anyway... Um, I, I, I bought that game on arcade when I first had my Xbox 360, and I, I, I bought it without playing the demo. Mistake, big mistake. Games uh, are not as uh, good as you remember they, they are. are. Of course not. They aren't. You know, or even another one I remember playing was uh, Yiar Kung Fu. I think it was called. Yeah, that was a classic one. Yeah, Kung Fu. But none of them are there. It's rubbish. And apparently, there are some problems with loading games, according uh, to Major Nelson. I, I had know. a lot of trouble. Like, um, I downloaded the because you have to download the, the, the game room and then yeah. the two packs. Did that and I was on the loading screen for ages and I was like, this can't be right. So I went on the dashboard, I went back onto the loading screen and again, it loads a quarter of the way and I just it just wouldn't work. So what I had to do was delete all the packs and re-download them again and then it worked and then it wouldn't connect to the servers and I don't know, it, was, it just wasn't very good. Yeah, but you can buy the games and then play them on both the Xbox 360 and a Windows PC, dude! Epic file. Yeah, and again, do you know what? Every single one of these games is free on the internet. There will be yeah. a well, yeah, games you can't get for nothing. Exactly. And yeah. probably better versions of it, if anything. That was yeah. Awful. Yeah. awful. Pointless oh. and awful. Anyway, yeah, I really want to like something lately. I feel so down on the stuff. I want to like. Just keep looking. That's all right. Nothing wrong with having high you standards. Look, you like uh, God of War three? I you do. Sure? I love yeah. it. Oh, there you go. And I quite like Red Steel too. See, there and this is go. the thing. You shouldn't blame yourself for not liking anything. You should blame the people who are making this tripe for putting out weak stuff. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Anyway, let's move on to some good stuff because I feel yeah, yeah. I feel all down now. I feel Here's like. something happy that'll cheer us up. Oh, come on, let's get down. Come on, everybody. Check me out. I'm dancing. I'm dancing. He How certainly is. is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he is. He is. Um, so anyway, we've had PAX East this week. Uh, hey. And there's not, there's not a ton of stuff come out, but there are some yeah. stuff being revealed and some quite cool stuff, really. Some uh, XBLA stuff. There's, have you seen some That's what I was just going to talk yeah. about, because... Hydrophobia. I don't know whether any of you two that, don't know much is, about. Which one's that one? Is that the uh, the, the the jet ski type? Oh, oh, hydrophobia. No, no, no. It's, oh, it's no, like know, a, oh, yeah, a I know. first action game set on a. It's basically a bit like the Poseidon adventure, from what I can gather. So basically, right. you're in a, an upturned boat, a big massive cruise liner or whatever it may be, some sort of huge ocean ship. And you have to basically get find your way out of it. And it's obviously flooding with water all the time and all sorts of stuff is going on. And there'll be a lot of physics-based uh, puzzles. And there's also, obviously, it's been overrun by terrorists and what have you. And, yeah, basically, that's what you've got to do. And it, it, it was originally going to be slated as a, as a retail game. Um, but now it's coming to Xbox Live Arcade instead as a, as, a, as a live title rather than a full retail title, which is... Quite an interesting thing, I would have to cool. say. Yeah, I, I have seen that. Yeah, there's a, there's another one as well, similar like a multiplayer one, and it's shell shading. It's like cowboys. I forgot what it's called. Um, but basically, I mean, it looks Team Fortress two ish. Yeah. Uh, it's it's the same premise as Battlefield 1943. You know, a couple of maps, online only, download, uh, fifteen dollars. Same thing, and you earn XP and stuff. There's one of those, and there's another one. Have you heard of Shank? 
Do you? Do no, I haven't heard of that one. I have to say, uh, it's I like a two D shank. Yeah, uh, or Chakademus employers. Uh, but now Shank is, um, uh, I think it comes from the you know the, the the slang Shank term for stabbing someone. But Shank is like a two D platformer. Very, I mean, it could be the same guy, but like, I'm not too sure. I I, I'm looking at it now, and I don't think it is. Uh, but it it looks like dishwasher. You know, kind of get that in your head. And it looks like dishwasher, but instead of like a, an email kind of guy, you're this uh, like kind of beefed up superhero and you just got it a lot of melee combat a lot of jumping around it looks cool uh that's been been showing off its its muscles now pun intended uh at, uh what do you call it pax east and that looks pretty good as well there's some good xbla titles coming yeah on. i mean the thing just going back to hydrophobia I, w- I did watch a trailer on that and i've i've got to say it the water physics looked quite amazing in, you in and the all... water physics no honestly <laughs> Honestly, uh, they, they, no, no. Apparently, they play a big role in the puzzles and, right. and how the combat will work. Because obviously, when something happens, it affects the flow of the water. So there is, it's actually going to be quite integral to to a lot of the gameplay. Um, yeah. So I, I think it's, it's looking pretty good for an XBLA title. But but you know, obviously, it ain't it ain't going to be cheap, is it? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's going to be a, a fairly hefty price. I would have thought looking at it. But, you know, I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, but, though, the um, the guy who did the dishwasher, his follow-up is called Vampire something, isn't he? And uh, I can't remember the exact name of it now, but it looks it looks very similar to uh, the dishwasher. Uh, this shank uh, is, uh, is looking pretty. It looks like dishwasher, basically. There's another one. Ras- Rascals? Rascals? Uh, possibly. Go on. Go on, tell us. Tell us more. It's uh, it's basically it looks kind of like a puzzle game. It, it's it used to be an indie game and then um, it's come up and it's an XBLA game. But it's I think I mean I'm just looking at screenshots. So it's it's kind of like a mix of Tetris and um, with a kind of Castle Crashers art style and it's all 2D. And I mean there's four people on the screen, so maybe four player co-op. You know, it's it's looking it's looking. You know, interesting. So it's Rascals. It's, it's spelled R-A-S-K-U-L-L-S. So, you know, it's it looks good. There's a lot of expert life stuff coming out. I'm shocked. Yeah, I think, you know, it makes me wonder, you know, when you actually, um, you know, see some of these games like Hydrophobia, is, is, is this the first moves towards... You know, the sort of full retail titles being released on XBLA instead of being, you know, released as a disc... Yeah, I mean, look, but the I the, the, that's the cer- Battlefield 1943 was there's certainly sort yeah, of. There's, there's certainly a market for games that are not quite worth putting out to retail, but also worth putting out, you know, like you know, not big enough um, to put on disc, you know, and go to all that effort. But there, you know, games like Battlefield 1943 and Shadow Complex, where they're smaller games and you know, but there's, there's a big market for it. You know, people are buying these games. They must be making money from it. You know, when companies like EA and Epic are, are putting money into it, so it's 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 cool. You know, uh, I think it's a, it's a good sign of where we are with SBLA. I mean, just to let you know, actually, the the new Scar Studios game, which is obviously who brought us the dishwasher, is called Vampire Smile. The dishwasher, ah. Vampire Smile. So there you go. Ah. So there you go. So that's it. It's obviously the sequel. To dead samurai, so there you go. So there you go. That uh, tells you a little bit about. But yeah, it's it's looking pretty good. Uh, the other thing I picked up from PAX was there was quite a lot of, of stuff came out from Crackdown Two, 
Uh, there's quite a bit of bit of stuff yep. shown on that, and they also obviously revealed one of their multiplayer modes called Rocket Tag. Here's the uh, real question: When yep. Crackdown Two comes out, is it going to have the Halo Reach demo in it? <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> I would be very surprised. Well, it's not, is it? Because that's included in Halo Three. I was just making yeah. a joke. Yeah, I was just thinking that when you said that. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that wasn't that in Halo. My inimitable yeah, dead yes, man. It blows everyone over. Sorry. Anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah, so pretty much, uh, yeah, it's going to have a few multiplayer modes, which obviously the first game didn't have. And one of the guys at PAX was giving it a good play, really. Never uh, mind that. How many agility orbs will I have to collect? Well, in the, in the actual multiplayer, only one. And that was the game, Rocket Tag. And basically, you have one orb, which everyone has to pick up, and then everybody has to get the person who's got the orb, and you've all got uh, rocket launchers, basically. Uh-huh. But it sounds like a lot of fun, I have to say. Yeah. So a lot of the multiplayer stuff looks looks good, actually. It does look good. Yeah. But are people going to jump on this rather than playing stuff oh, like Modern so. Warfare 2 and yeah. Battlefield? I think so, because it's so different to everything else. You yeah. Know, it's, it's, when, when a multiplayer is done well and it's different enough, um, because the, the biggest mistake is things like The Darkness, where it's just the standard deathmatch, capture the flag, like, and it's not done very well. Whereas Crackdown, you know, this, this is different. You know, people like doing different things. You know, Left 4 Dead, there's... There's still people playing Left 4 Dead 2 now, you know, because it's it's different. It's not Modern Warfare, and that's that's why people are playing it. I think it'll do all right on the multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I think it's it's going to be all right. I think it's going to be fun. I really yeah. do, you know. And and the four-player co-op, I mean, come on, that's just going to be great, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Everyone running around doing crazy stuff wherever they like, which is was. Always I don't know. Thing. I mean, a, a cel-shaded game with four-player co-op, that sounds pretty dumb. No, but the cool thing about <laughs> right now, you know, I, I know, I know, but oh. what I was going to say is the cool thing about <laughs> right now, different to Borderlands, is pretty much you just do your own thing wherever you like. There's no limits. So you're not, you don't have to stick together. You can just go off and do your own thing wherever you What's want. What's the point of having co-op then? Well, because you can meet up later. We, we we used to run off and do our own thing and then meet up again. Later on, yeah. when I used to play that, I was just yeah. bored of you. And you go, yeah, you can just go off and do you crazy stop stuff. Stop me around, jeez. Yeah. I don't need your yeah. chill on the sky. So, yeah, I think it's going to be good. And, and the release date is a great release date because it's in June, June is it? June? Yeah, June or July. I think beginning of July. Really? But that's a great time to release a game like this when no one else is releasing anything much and the, the whole summer to play it. You know, I think that was a really uh, clever move, really, you know, yep. to release it then. So, I think it's going to do really well, hopefully. Um, yeah, Red Dead Redemption preview. Yeah, some, yeah. Uh, yeah. Game of the year. Game of the year. Game of the year. Game of the year. Kotaku, you know, one of the guys at Kotaku has finally Kotaku. managed to uh, yeah get his hands on the Red Dead Redemption uh, and give it a bit of a play, really, which is Michael Fahey, and he's giving his Fahey. views on it. And I've got to say, it does sound good. It it's does. Game of the Year, so of course it's going to be good. <laughs> well, have you read his preview? What he did. What he, actually he killed did. the horse, right? He it's, killed the horses because he wanted to see if you could. Yeah. And, and he said yeah, also, he also because he's a, what did he say he described himself as? <laughs> a cold-hearted bastard. That's how he described himself because he, he decided to take it in turns shooting each horse individually, two shots in the neck, uh, one fell down dead and methodically took the other four ho- horses out, rendering the, the, the uh, stagecoach useless due to his cruelty. Um. So there you go. Yeah, obviously, you know, violent video games have no effect on us playing them, do they? <laughs> well, did he go out and kill a real horse after that? I hope not. <laughs> I really hope not. Uh, but yeah, it sounded really. like he had a lot of fun doing it. But it, it does sound really cool. And I'd, it's going to be massive, isn't it? 
It's just going to be well, a rock star open world game. They tend to be massive. But he yeah, did so. say, what he did say in his uh, preview is quite nice. He said, although there are a lot of similarities to, obviously, GTA games, there's a lot of things that are different as well that felt different. So he said he didn't f- just feel like So GTA's. it's not a Russian guy in the Old West? No, I don't think. I really <laughs> don't. This town's so. not big enough for the two of us. Reminds me, that's the other thing I've been doing is I've been reading that Metro 2033 in. Woo! How's it going? It's good. I really like it. The The translation's a little clunky. You can tell that they're doing a rush job on the translation in some spots, or maybe the guy doing the translating isn't very good. But, um, no, he does a really interesting job of setting the mood. And, um, you know, it talks about these kids going up to the surface for the first time. And, uh, you know, there's obviously some interesting political parallels between the situation underground and the breakup of the Soviet Union and uh, post-Soviet fears about, you know, insecurity and instability in the black market and the mafia and all that. And uh, It's just a really interesting uh, thing. I'm yeah, really you, You're sounding too, far too academic now. Sorry, there's, there's this stuff and they're shooting and there's rats and it's eating their faces. It's like, dude. Yeah, that's more that like it. Yeah, that okay, was yeah, way sorry. better. Way I'm better. done with my book review now. But, uh, but apparently, apparently the, the book story is identical to the game story. So if you read the book, you know nice. what's happening in the game. So pretty much. But it was good. It was a good game. I definitely recommend you giving it a go. It was good. I got um, like 600 pages of book to read first. Yeah, God, is it a big book? I didn't really it's think it'd be big that big book. Yeah, oh, yeah. Really oh, that's book. a surprise. I didn't think it'd be huge, but there you go. Um, but yeah, so basically, yeah, Red Dead Redemption sounding good, and that's in May, isn't it? So not long to go, and yeah, May's going to be a busy month. May's crazy. Yeah, May, May is, is going to be a very busy month. What else is out in May? There's uh, Mario Galaxy. Uh, Alan sorry. Wake. Oh yeah, that's a stupid thing. Um, yeah, yeah. No, it's gonna be great. That's I've, my I still kid. haven't finished Mario Galaxy yeah. One, but I've lent it to my mate, and he's a copper, so I can't really like go. Oi! You know, I can't. You know, he's gonna arrest. But he me. could do, but he might shoot you in the slammer. Yeah, probably. Like Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. No, I can't stop yelling because that's the way I talk. There you go. Um, so yeah, May's gonna be a crazy month. There's a lot of decent games coming in May, but I mean we've got a little breathing space I'm in glad, April. But... Yeah, I'm glad. I mean, April we got like Splinter Cell, and you two are dumb for not liking that. And yeah. uh, we, we're May. We got a busy month. June. I'm glad that there's something coming out in June because the J months, apart from January, uh, you know, they're usually empty. You know, June and July, they're usually just like pff, void. Uh, but no, we got we got Crackdown too. That, that'll keep you going for a couple of months, yeah. I think. And but but June and July, August, those are when you finish off all the games you should have finished and never got around to finishing. Yeah. The end of August always has like sleepers. Like Bioshock One came out in the yeah. end of August, and yeah, uh, Batman Batman came out in August. It did. You know, so the end of August is always like the games that are like not going to compete with the end of the year games. You know, and they're they're, they're usually pretty good August games. Yeah, I mean we'll wait and see, but I think it's it's not going to be a bad year. I mean, it's shaping up pretty well. In fact, the worst, the worst, the worst months uh, to come are November and December because we just don't know what's coming. Really, we, we know about the, the reach and the technologies yeah. and stuff, but E3 is going to be the the show where they show off what's coming out this this winter, and we really don't know. Like those are the shady months for for once. Those are the months where we just think, oh, maybe there's not going to be great games coming out those months. We, there probably will be, but at the at this moment in time. It's looking like the lesser months. Yeah, don't forget, I think you fall out New Vegas. That's coming as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so there, there will be a few good games. Oh, but we God, just... I haven't finished Fallout 3 yet. Yeah. Yeah, 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 right. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those that keeps getting forgotten. That might be actually quite good is uh, Lost Planet 2. That's out sometime, isn't it? That's, I think that's August. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that might be the one, because four-player co-op, co-op's yeah. always fun. That, I always think that Lost Planet 2 is what Monster Hunter should be. Yeah, and a lot of people are saying it feels, play-wise, feels a lot like Gears of War. 
in the way he plays. Yeah, uh, you can change the way the way your reticle moves. You yeah. can you can have a, 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 a what's they call it like a box uh, thing where you can in 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 Lost Planet One when you move the cursor it didn't move the camera all, all the time. Right, that's yeah, right. You can cha- you can change it. You can have it like like Lost Planet One or you can have it like Gears of War. And then in the demo. I changed it to Gears of War, and it was like instantly I knew what I was doing. I felt a ton better about moving my guy around. And you can, for some reason, play as Dom and the... That's right, in the multiplayer, in the multiplayer on it, isn't it? How stupid is that? Yeah, interesting, (laughs) I like it. I like it. Um, And I'm not forgetting Dead Rising 2 as well, that's coming at some point, isn't it? Which might be quite fun. Oh, that's August as well. Yeah. Yeah, you see, you see, there's kind of few games coming that we we forget about. You forget them, don't you? You forget that they're coming. Jeez. Well, what's next? Uh, yeah, let's let's do uh, a list. We haven't done a list for a while, list. and I and I did find a good one for you to go through, Chini, because I know you like doing your lists. Uh, which is the 13 worst gaming innovations of all time. So the worst innovations in gaming. Let's, uh, let's see if we agree with these or disagree. So uh, it's I'm, all on the list. No, yeah, well, that's not come out yet, so they can't judge that, I don't suppose. Yeah, they can. <laughs> so, are you, are you ready for this, Chini? Have you got it up? Uh, well, yeah, I have. Um, also, I've also got their website up, and here we go. All right, here I'm just go. looking at the, go, go. Just looking at the first one. How many is that? Thirteen. Right, first one, uh, swimming. Get worst innovation in games: swimming. Uh, apparently, why developers thought it would rock having conquered land and air video games took to the seas as a fresh and exciting landscape for item hunts, uh, ambient soft jazz soundtracks. Uh, if the original Super Mario Brothers, uh, if the original Super Mario Brothers perfected it in 1985, then every game should have had an entire level devoted to exploring the abyss, right? And why it sucks, as amazing as it sounds, you're also treated to sluggish movement as you inch towards your goal like a sperm without a tail. Using modified flight controls, game developers insist you struggle with the analog sticks while you, uh, while praying you don't swim off course. Screw up and you're stuck endlessly circling uh, about like a handicapped buzzard in a pool of uh, mollusks. So molasses, this is molasses. It's like treacle. Oh, sorry. All right. <laughs> uh, um, why have I got into the first paragraph, Duke? Just no, no. I'm just saying, like, you know, that's that's cool. That's a good overview there. Yeah, that's all good. right. Yeah, so we should. So what read do you off, think? What do you think? We should, we should read up. This is off GamesRadar.com. Yeah, GamesRadar. So yeah, what do you think? Swimming. Does he suck? Do you like it? It works sometimes. I mean, I remember when Echo the Dolphin first showed up. Y'all remember that game way back in the day? That was amazing. <laughs> I remember looking at it and being like, I mean, it just looked cool because it was the first time, you know, an ocean had really been represented. But, yeah, not every game needs to have it. Yeah, it should that, be used judiciously. Was, but that game was centered around being in the ocean, not as yeah. an addition to the game. Right, but I'm saying as an innovation in of itself, it's not a bad thing. It just has to be used right. I remember swimming in the original Tomb Raider was just awful. Yeah, that's yeah, what Mar- I remember. Mar- Mar- Mario was uh, Mario sixty four was tricky sometimes, but I think they did it well. But Tomb Raider always did it bad, and I think it was un- I think Underworld was the first Tomb Raider where you you had infinite air because you had a little yeah. When she used to drown, she used to do that horrible gagging sound. Uh, uh, t- the Tomb Raider deaths were really 
gruesome, actually. They were. Uh, okay, uh, I'm, just gonna read the, I'm just going to read. I'm just going to. I'll read the first paragraph because Duke wants me yeah. to read. The first okay, paragraph. go, go, go. Uh, Keep it short to the point. People tune in for us, not so much for the websites. Yeah, uh, during during their short history, video games have grown from a static screens of bleeps and bloops and to artistic dreamscapes. Flashy graphics and memorable characters would be nothing without craft design innovations like ragdoll physics and branching storylines that make the games what they are today. But how many times have you reluctantly put down your controller for an endless cutscene or muted that racist dipshit over Xbox Live? Countless, if you like us. There you go. Yeah. Uh... All right, next one. So the first one, we all, we all pretty much agree with uh, with that. Oh, okay. Uh, peripherals. This is the next yeah. one, peripherals. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So maybe yep. I should read this one. This is a bit vague. Uh, sometimes a normal controller just won't cut it. Uh, there's no better way to be immersed into a game than specifically designed plastic fun gear. Guitar Hero, DDR, and Hell. Even Duck Hunt proves that if you have a replica of some instrument to interact with, then the gap between the gamer and the joy is easily bridged. <laughs> so, uh, do we agree? I'll, I'll read out why he sucks for, like, after what, what we hear from you two. So yeah, do you do, do, I think so to be something like Rock Band or Guitar Hero, that's fine with one set. You know, yeah. you, get, you get one set released, and then you just get the games afterwards with the extra tracks. So, whatever, that's right. fine. But when yeah. you bring out a Van Halen guitar or a, you know, whatever it may be, you know, Beatles guitars, yeah, set. all these different. So, yeah. so at the moment, like they've, they've just got one DJ Hero deck, and then yeah. if yeah. they release DJ Hero two, and it's like it's got two spinners, man, and you know, yeah, like, yeah that's that's when it's okay. So uh, GamesRadar.com says why they suck. It is hard to look cool in your apartment dorm bedroom uh, when you're when it's apartment. filled. Yeah, yeah, when it's filled with Fisher-Price game accessories. To non-gamers, it looks like you collect toy replicas based on <laughs> fantasies you had when you were six, like being a rock god or driving a car. It would be sad if it weren't so damn accurate today. Just replace make-believe with rock band. Yeah. So that, that, I, I pretty much, uh, pretty much agree with that. You put them in a closet. You don't have to keep them out, people. Yeah, well, they do take up a lot of room, you know, like the drum kits especially, you know. So, yeah. so, what, he, so what he's saying is he's um, he, he, he actually doesn't like it because he's embarrassed about having them around his house. Yeah. And for people yeah. You don't have to buy them. It's not like they're mandatory. Yeah, the uh, first lot are, but after that, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, right. uh, next on. one. Next one is bullet time. Why developers thought it would rock. You know the drill. Fill a meter, slow down time, and leap through the air, initiating... Uh, annihilating as many baddies as possible before the meter expires. When Max Payne did it in 2001, it was fresh, exciting, and it made you feel like a badass against crazy, impossible odds. Uh, Why it sucks, I'll read this now. You can't play a game nowadays without slowing time to pull off some outlandish feat of agility, strength, or steady aim. What was once an exciting new feature has become the new double jump. A gameplay mechanic that developers rely on like a crutch. Uh, Rather than designing blood-pumping fair fights, games are now structured to highlight how aggressive the enemies are. There's no possible way you're going to ice 30 armed armed super guards with dual oozes unless you cheat your way through like some sort of temporal uh, magician. So what you're saying is, uh, yeah, developers are just getting lazy now. Throwing just more and more harder, 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 harder enemies at us, 
and slowing I, down. I agree with that. I don't know if yeah. that's necessarily connected to the bullet time thing because I remember games like Predator and uh, – not Predator, but Punisher – and even gun, you know, like sometimes those game battles with the bosses are just ridiculously stupid and convoluted in what you have to do to defeat the guy. So, yeah, I mean, I agree with that. But, uh, I, I, you know, I don't have a problem with bullet time, I guess. I mean, the last time I remember, I don't think it's as common as they're talking about either. The last game I remember having in it was Fear 2. Yeah, it is. It is pretty common. It's in a lot of games, isn't it? Oh, like the, which ones? the thing, the thing, what I would say about it is, he said, uh, well, it was in uh, what was it called with Tequila Time? What was that called? Stranglehold. Strangle I mean, it was done to death in that game, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, that was a long time ago. It though. is in a lot of games. I've, I've, I, if I actually thought about it a bit more, I could probably. I'll think about a few okay. while we're while we're doing the rest of this. Take my okay. word for it, Duke. It's in <laughs> a lot of games. It is in a lot of games. <laughs> it's a huge problem. It was in. It was in the. Uh, yeah. It was in the new Wolfenstein game as well. It was in the. It was in Time Shift. It's it's in quite a few games. And but what the worst thing about this isn't the fact that they they all have bullet time. But every time this is used in a game, they actually try and pretend it isn't bullet time and it's something else because they've called it a new name. Well, of course they're going to call it something. You else. know, and that's what bugs me. It's, it's just be honest. It's bullet time. That's what you've done. <laughs> that's what you did there. It's uh, not it's not some other crazy name that you've come up with yourself. In God of War 2, you can slow down, Tommy. You can pretty much stop. To- no, you slow it down, but it's very, very slow. But there is some reasoning to it, you know. Like you, you, it's like a power that given to you by a god and stuff. But in Max Payne, you can just do it for no yeah. reason, you know. Like there's just no like why why can you slow down, Tommy? Oh, that that's never explained. Uh, so it's just it's just to look cool. That's the only reason it's in there, um, and to beat baddies. Okay, next one. Artificial pets and people. Mm. Now, this is also a bit vague. So, why developers thought it would rock if, if traditional simulations such as SimCity or Microsoft Flight Simulator let you experience the thrill of ch- and challenge of something you wouldn't normally accomplish, i.e. running a city or flying a plane, then surely you'll want to play fetch with a fake collie and tell artificial humans when to take a piss, right? <laughs> So what he's getting at is uh, games like The Sims and, uh, you know, other stuff like that. You know, how far do we want to go? Like, GTA does it a little bit, you know. Like, do you really want to play pool with your friends in a game where you can also hire prostitutes and kill them for the money? You know, is this is this entertaining? What do you think, Duke? I pet home. I mean, who cares? I don't care about any of it. If we're If we're talking about... You know, incorporating the pet element like in Last Guardian or Fallout or Fable 2. Uh, I mean, that's kind of dumb too, but it may serve a purpose in those, you know, situations. What do you think, Sue? Sorry, Duke, to cut you off. Yeah, no, I I sort of agree. I sort of agree with you. I just think, you know, again, like, although, again, it's it's a demographic, isn't it? My daughter plays Nintendogs forever. Because yeah. she absolutely was playing that, but that wouldn't appeal to us because that's not the yeah. sort of thing we would like. Yeah, and that's, I mean, it's fine to have it out there. I'm not saying they shouldn't make these games. I'm just saying I'm yeah, not. Yeah, my wife, my wife hunts around in home talking to random German people. Yeah, and, and yeah, she oh, the word. That's, that's healthy. That's that's going to be good for your relationship <laughs> with your wife. Ah, well, you know, whatever. Ah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Well, you go to Germany every week, love. Yeah, I don't know. And I, I, and I get to play more games. I got another conference in Germany. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got bowling lessons in Germany. Yes, uh, but but I mean we shouldn't knock The Sims too much because I I like The Sims when it first came out. You know, yes, it's like kind of you know squeezing squeezing itself a little bit, like you know the Sims IKEA edition. Like you know, we're not 
I'm not interested in that. But you know, I, I, I like The Sims. You know, I like I like. There's, there are certain things about The Sims I like. So yeah, apparently to uh, GamesRadar.com, this is why it sucks. Games like The Sims or Nintendogs, while not bashingly, uh, not bustingly popular, actually prey on how disillusional you become. Caring for other people and pets is more like a digital tea party. If you have all the means to do so in real life, but prefer your own mental creation. It sounds like he doesn't like using his imagination, because that's what it was about the peripherals, and this is what it is with the artificial pets and people. It's like, uh, these things used to pretend when you were a kid, that was stupid! No, it's nothing wrong with imagining things. Let's let's move on to the next one. Lens lens flare. This is, uh, Again, I think I he's clutching. This coming up a whole lot. I, I, I think he's clutching at straws here, and he's <laughs> it's, uh, it is worst idea halfway, so it doesn't look so bad. Anyway, yeah. um, why developers thought that it rocked the the very aim of lens flare. Um, sorry, the aim of every game artistic uh, was that. Circa 1999 was the ability to simulate a lens flare, which happens to be when a bright ass light source reflects off a camera lens, creating off-colour rings and starbursts. That's pretty awesome when you're trying to simulate how realistic your game is. Why it sucks, except that it's a completely useless feature that does nothing to reaffirm that games aren't photorealistic and you aren't playing a movie. Lens flare was awesome the first time we saw it crop up. Soothe. We couldn't get away from the damn things. Every game started adding them to increase realism. What do we think? I sort of see what he's saying because, right, they're actually very good at making it look realistic, aren't they? Making lights look like you'd expect them to look in a game. But most other things in the game don't look realistic. So it's almost sort of a catch-22 situation because you can make one thing look like real life but everything else sort of doesn't. You know what I mean? Really have an opinion about lens flare? No, I, I have not really been affected by this. I've never gone into a game that that lens flare looks too good. Get you know, rid of that lens flare! Yeah. Although it does look, I think it looks pretty cool personally, and it's an aesthetic thing, so that appeals to me. Yes. <laughs> so there you go. I, I there sort of disagree go. with him on that that level. All right, here we go. Next right, one, I think we can all agree with. Yeah. Gesturing controls and gesturing interface. There so, you go. Uh, yeah, we'll read off what he says here. What immerses you in a video game more than flailing about like an eager college professor with Parkinson's? <laughs> That's quite funny. <laughs> That's quite dark. Uh, nothing if you believe the creators of the Nintendo's, Nintendo Wii and Sony's iToy with simplified controls some come simplified games the whole family can play, assuming no one's suffering from major disabilities. Okay, let, I'm going to... I'm gonna give my tuppence on this go right? on then so he's saying these are the worst gaming innovations of all time okay and that is why can i just say there is a, a refutable evidence that this isn't the case concerning this because the wii is the most successful selling console at the moment so you can't say it's the worst innovation because it has sold an absolute gazillion so he's wrong unfortunately no matter what his argument is also we won't get to it yet but he's he's, he's next his next suggestion contradicts this. So, go on, Duke. Well, what I'm going to say is that I don't know. I mean, there are a lot of things that massage. Con- I, 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 don't, I personally don't believe that just because something sells, that makes it a good product. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, landmines. Well. There are a lot of landmines sold in the world today. <laughs> well, they're bad. Well, landmines they're a good, are horrible. Well, they're a good innovation for the people who use them. 
obviously. No, they're not, because the people who interact with landmines tend to be the kids who get their legs blown off. Well, obviously, but landmines the people, are bad. The people who buy them obviously think they're good, whether they're well, terrible but, or not. But that, but that, that's not the point. What a person <laughs> who's buying I think it's definitely not the point. No, it isn't, but you know what I'm saying. It, you know, all these people who buy the Wii's obviously think they're good, regardless. Right, but that doesn't make it good. If, I think, if I'm eating a dog feces sandwich, but I think it tastes like yummy, delicious, you know, salami subs, that, I'm, a, okay. I'm a delusional idiot. And okay, I'm not that... saying that the Wii is a horrible thing, but I am saying that just because somebody says X equals 3 does not mean that okay, I let's believe give you, that. Okay, let's give you another argument, Okay. Whoever invented McDonald's, fast food, Big Macs, all that malarkey, right? They're terribly bad for you. Make you fat and give you heart disease. But the person right. who invented them and that company probably think that's the best innovation of all time because they've got a gazillion restaurants around the whole world and they make billions of dollars every single year. So regardless right. of whether it's bad for you or you might not think that's particularly good, it's still a good innovation because they've on the back of it, have one of the most successful fast food chains in the world. It's certainly a money-making innovation. But yeah. to say that it's a good innovation, I think, would require us to look at all the different dimensions of this product uh, effect on humanity. And I think, in some ways, it's been well, very positive. We have, well, yeah, with the Wii Remote, <laughs> I'm not going to say, yeah, there's not too much I can say against it, obviously. Yeah, it gives us exercise, and it's a, a new thing. So, yeah, I'm not you know, squabbling about that. I just don't think necessarily because something sells well, that makes it good. And also, can I just bang in a point? <laughs> yes, the best, please. The, the, most of the best games on the Wii don't have you flailing around like an idiot. <laughs> no, they don't. That is true. Dead Space Extraction, uh, Mario Galaxy, uh, you know, these are the, some of the best games. Mad World, they, you don't have to... Mad World, you definitely it. flail about quite a bit. Well, you, you move your arms. You don't have to jump around like an idiot. In no, stats, you don't. You, know? you just flail uh, yeah, Okay, so. next one. Okay, next one. All right, next one. I won't read it. Why this up? Because we all know. Uh, next one contradicts flying around uh, too much. Too many buttons. <laughs> too um, many buttons. Go on, you you go first. Too many buttons. What do you think? Uh, are you going to read the thing out? Uh, why not? All right. Every new console continu- continues the new controller Cold War, piggybacking off the original NES. Uh, simple two-button approach. Genesis ramped up that to three, and then six. And then the Super Nintendo introduced the Super Soldier buttons. As games became more complex, there was a need for more buttons. More buttons make uh, for better gameplay, right? No, not necessarily. I mean, I think, you know, yeah, it it gets a little tricky when in certain games like Sacred 2 or uh, Dragon Age Origins, you do find yourself sort of running out of buttons, but you can get around that with modifiers. So, you know, the left bumper becomes... You know, it pulls up a little mini menu, and you can switch through the different windows of that mini menu with the triggers. Uh, you know, that's down to the complexity of the game design, I think, more than anything else. I don't really have a. I think the number of buttons we have now is a good number, and I think adding more would be ridiculous. But I don't have a problem with the number of buttons we have on the Xbox controller. No, I don't. But what I what I do have a problem with is when you play a game, and not only do you have to remember what each individual button does, but then it gives you combinations of those buttons in addition to that yeah. to pull off certain moves in the game, and then you yeah. have to remember all those as well. And suddenly your six buttons suddenly become twelve buttons because you've got to remember everything else that he does. That's when and I uh, first of all, I think we can all agree, hopefully, that you should be able to customize much more of the buttons than we currently can. Yeah, and that. Games of a certain kind, like shooters and racing games and others, there should be a standard setup for the buttons. We should all agree yeah. that okay, this is gonna A is gonna be jump and right bumper is gonna be throw the grenade. 
Or at the very least, again, let us customize it so we can make a standard set be the controls for this shooter or this racing game or whatever it is. Yep. I agree. Next, moving on. Next. Oh, not Next. I haven't got the page right. Okay. Um, Great. <clears throat> right. Next one, Stealth. Stealth games provide a new spin on the same old run-and-gun gameplay by uh, <laughs> neutering your, your balls out are slaughter, slaughter-thons and replacing with suspenseful stalking. Take a super spy, add loads of murderers, oisings, zings, weapons, and James Bond-esque ultra-gadgets, gadgets, and then drop your soldier in a dark, dank environment. Poof. Your typical action shooter becomes a stealth puzzler. Okay, go on then, Duke. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't really. I, I don't know if I have a problem with stealth games because I just don't play them. I don't. It doesn't bother me. But when there are stealth elements introduced into a game that I expect yes. to be yeah. jump through the door and shoot everything that moves, that bugs me because I don't like having to do stealth when I'm not expecting stealth. I think I think I'm I'm in the same boat because Fahrenheit for the for me one of the worst levels is where you have to be stealth. Yeah, um, definitely. Which you reminds know. me of something in Assassin's Creed 2. Sorry, Chaney, I'll let you continue in just a second. But there was some part where I was supposed to go follow this guard and then steal his uniform. And whatever I did, I tried like five times getting courtesans to distract the guards and try and do this and that. Finally, yeah. I was just like, I wonder if I can just climb up the wall and jump on him. And I did. That's what I did, and yeah. As soon as I jumped on him, someone goes, hey, what are you? But then it, it cut right to the cutscene. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then I'm in his uniform, and the guard apparently totally forgot about the fact that there was some <laughs> strange guy. Maybe a bird on. flew over his head or something. He's like, oh, look at the bird. Whatever. Yeah. So you were uh, No, I was. I totally agree. When a, when a game like Assassin's Creed Two, all through the game, it's all about uh, stealth in in the middle of daylight. You know, it's not about like hiding in corners. It's about merging yeah. with the the crowd and stuff. Right, and right. then and it they strips, give you tactics for doing that. Yeah, it strips it, it strips it all away in that one mission, and it says you yeah. can't get seen at all. And it's right. like, well, and, thanks, you know. And in Oblivion, for instance, there are moments where you have to stealth, and obviously it's because you're trying to join this group of thieves or whatever who are very stealthy or you know assassins. I don't remember which one it was, but I I I was so at a loss for how to be stealthy and. Again, it's, it's, it's to do – I said this at the time, but I will reiterate that it has to do with trying to figure out the psychology of the game designers and what is it that's going to cause you to leave stealth and how do you get innocuous in the first place. I think Assassin's Creed 2 – and this may just be my personal preference – I love the way Assassin's Creed 2 sort of lets you know, okay – you are invisible now. You are incognito. They won't be able to tell you because it's sparkling near your feet. And you know instantly when you're not in that protective invisibility. And I think if I'm going to enjoy a stealth element in the game, it needs to give me that same sort of visual cue about when I am in, when I'm hiding well and when I'm not. Yeah, I think, you know, it's funny really because obviously I didn't really like the Splinter Cell demo much at all. But I really enjoyed Batman and that was probably the first what I would consider a stealth game that I'd really ever played and, and quite enjoyed it, but now I yeah. use that as my measure. Yeah, well, you know, that, that, but that's a stealth game through and through. You know, that's the point of the game. So, uh, yeah, okay, okay, sorry. Let's, let's move on because this is taking quite a while. Yeah, uh, move on. Okay, uh, mini games. Mini games in games, you know, when the whole game gets stopped for a stupid plumbing game, like in Bioshock, you know, you're shooting Big Daddy's one minute and then you're playing a stupid plumbing game the next. Uh, do we all agree that this can be a pain in the ass? It depends on how they're done. There are sometimes, like, you know, again, Assassin's Creed 2, you're taking down the little posters to reduce your notoriety. I think that was done yeah. well. And it, it yeah, that's felt one like a button, though, you know? That's, that's one right. button. Exactly. But you have to find it. I mean, finding yeah. it is the fun part. So, yeah. I, you know, I think it ha- if it's incorporated well and if it's done right, again, it can be done. 
Yeah, uh, I think I think the learning. I was going to say because Bioshock Two was much better for the yeah. hacking because you just okay. had a little needle and you had to just stop it in the right place two or three times. Uh, yeah, and, and also in yeah, and also in Mass Effect Two, they definitely improved it there as well because again, they, it didn't feel like a chore to do the little mini games to get extra credits and stuff like that. It was quite easy yeah. to do. Yeah. All right. All right. Next one is uh, interactive cutscenes. You know, like the old God of War. Press X to stab God of Zeus. Uh, I think. I think. You know, Heavy Rain did it well. You know, the game has its flaws, but I think the one thing it did do well was the, uh, you know, the cutscenes. What do you call them? What do you call them? Quick time events. Yeah, quick, quick time, time events. events. Interactive yeah. events. What's the matter with us? Like, we keep forgetting. Things. I know. Uh, terrible. Um, yeah. So I think. I think in general, like games are getting better at that. Let's let's keep moving because. Yeah. Uh, keep moving. Just, you know. One last thing for Assassin's Creed Two, like, and not to say that you keep harping on it, but there were some moments in Assassin's Creed yeah. Two where it was like the guy would put his hand out to shake your hand, and it would say, "Suddenly you're in a quick time event. Press X." And I was like, "Oh snap!" And sometimes I couldn't get there fast enough, so it's just like, "Okay, you don't want to shake my hand. I understand." And yeah. it was just, I don't know, they they spring it on you out of nowhere, and it was very interesting. Yeah, that was fun because it didn't matter if you didn't get it right. You know, yeah, exactly, exactly. It just changed. Uh, the yeah. Okay. Next one. Uh, destructible environments. Destructible uh... environments. That, uh, I think the big thing was uh, Red Faction. Red Faction did this, and uh, it said that everything was destructible. Wrong, 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 wrong. But uh, ba- I mean, Bad Company Two. Bad Company Two, baby. Is a fine example of how yeah, destructible environments. Also, Red Faction uh, Guerrilla. Is another. I mean, that that is pretty much the game. You know, if, yeah. it, if it wasn't for that, the game would be uh, void. I think. So yeah. uh, I think uh, I think that's getting better. You know, obviously, you know, Bad Company One didn't let you destruct everything because you know that wouldn't be um, that wouldn't be fun. But I think Bad Company Two, it's still pretty hard to completely flatten a, a house. You know. So, yeah, I think... I, think, I, I mean, I, I just remember Black, because obviously that was the first game that tried to incorporate, you know, fully destructible mm. environments, and it, it sort of did, but it didn't really. Yeah. I, th- I, I like the way Gears of War 2 did it, you know, like like bits of things would fly off cover and stuff. It, it, I mean, it really uh, it really did add a little, you know, layer onto to the, the Gears of War world, you know. It just made it feel a little bit more fleshed out. Uh, I, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Okay, next one, 3D. And I'll read out why developers thought it would rock, because it's very short. The logical progression of technology and gaming is the addition of the Z-axis, or Z-axis, depth brings, well, depth to gaming. So what do we think? 3D, does it it suck? Does it, you know, have certain games fallen because of 3D? I think Sonic the Hedgehog definitely did. Yes, Sonic was an example I was going to use. Well, as always, it needs to be done well. But I mean, there's you know most of the games I play these days are based in 3D. I don't think it's a bad innovation. I don't know what they're talking about. No, no, it's it's definitely not bad because we wouldn't get games like Mass Effect and yeah, exactly. Halo and uh, Call of Duty. Fallout right? Three and pretty but much I, I think what what they're getting at is, uh, I mean, the first thing he says is not that they they don't hate 3D, but I think. You know, back in the nineties when it first came out, like you know, every game felt like all its two D versions of games, like Worms, for example, didn't translate into three D very well. Uh, but yeah. Mario did, you know, and then yeah, Sonic right. didn't do it very well. And sure. you know, some games do, some games don't. But in the nineties, there was just a flood of okay, we've got a two D game, let's make yeah. it three D. Right, and right, everyone right. thought it was going to be awesome, and it yeah. wasn't. It was yeah, terrible. That's true. Uh, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Is that the One last list? thing I want to say about this list is the the three of the first four comments point out, and I would add my kudos to this idea is that escort missions are one of the worst innovations oh, ever. Oh God, yes. <laughs> yeah, they sure really suck, don't they? Yes. 
But that's the thing we list. There's always something you can think of that they didn't put on it. That's the thing we list. Uh, Right, we've got a couple of emails uh, before we do the end of the the show. Before we do the quiz even, and then the end of the show. Might be a good idea. So let's read those out uh, quickly and uh, answer any questions that might be in them. And then we'll do the quiz. Have a quick break. Okay, here we go. Uh, The first one's from uh, somebody called uh, Jip Whack. uh, That's a cool name. Is his name at... uh, Anyway, and his gamer tag is Hard McCore. So there you go. <laughs> and, and he's called Dave. So just simple Dave. <laughs> we'll just call him Dave. We'll just call him uh, Dave. Forget so, all these weird, silly nicknames. So basically he says, hi guys, uh, nice work on hi. the site and podcast. I thought I'd drop you an email to big you up. It's refreshing to hear some British voices chatting about games. Hello, Your... games, games, uh, games. Hello. We're You're cool too, Duke. Don't worry. Oh, Nice for that. Cheers. Um, he says, I too would consider myself a veteran gamer, although I'm the right side of 30, 28. Uh, my first gaming experiences were on the MSX, uh, Commodores and Sinclairs. Uh, these machines are rarely mentioned now, but they did, however, have some classic games on them. Yes. I wondered if you played on them back in the day, and if so, what were your favourite titles? A few that spring to mind for me are Jet Set Willy, Chucky Egg, Siltworm, uh, Turrican 1 and 2, International Karate Plus, uh, Creatures, and Stuntman Seymour. I could just go on and on. I thought it might make a good discussion for your podcast. Keep up the good work, fellas. Dave. So there you go. Well, if he's talking about Silkworm, the video game that had, you got a truck or a jeep on the ground and a chopper in the sky, that was my game back in the day. So, uh, yeah. So what was, your first, what was your first system? That What was the first gaming experience you ever had, Duke? Me? Yeah. Well, it's funny you should ask this because I once did this whole big thing about being a video game addict, and I did all this cool sound effects and stuff, and uh, I actually talked about my first video game experiences in that. So if you'll just allow me real quick, I got a little oh, short God. sample. I'll, play the whole, I'll put the whole thing on the website at some point so people can listen to it, but this is just the first little part of it here. Hello, my name is Duke, and I'm addicted to video games. In some ways, I blame my father. One of my earliest Christmas memories is of us all retreating into the office in the back of the house where the Timex Sinclair had been pitifully serving as less of a computer and more of an advanced calculator. Programs on the Sinclair were actually run from a standard audio cassette player. So, yeah, the Timex Sinclair was the classic, and then, as I say in there, uh, the Apple IIe uh, came in after that. We played Lemonade and, uh, you know, Pong. Or Can Breakout I just ask, the, the, the Timex Sinclair, was that made by Sinclair in the UK? Well, I think so, yeah. I have never heard it called that before. Was that like, did they do like a deal with Timex to release them in the USA then? Is that how I that guess. works? I don't know. What was it? Was it like the Spectrum? Or was it, it was, like a, it a It was ZX? a really tiny piece of junk computer. <laughs> was it a ZX81 then, that? That must have been a ZX81. Uh, it was called a Timex Sinclair 1000. Did it have a QWERTY keyboard? Did it have like a flat uh, keyboard? Like press? Yeah, it did have a flat keyboard. Yeah, sure yeah, it it, that's got to be a, it's got to be a ZX81. That couldn't have been yeah, a it looks like they were pretty much the same thing. Oh my god! So anyway. Yeah, the ZX81. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, and the, yeah, they were, you know, you put an audio cassette into the player, and that's how you played the Star Trek game or whatever it was. You know, some really slow, you know. But it had game by today's standards, but back then it was the it was the best. But it had one k of memory. What did you expect? Well, of course, or possibly sixteen k if you had the. And at the time, it was the coolest thing around. So we just thought it was awesome. 
Oh, well, I, I had a Z, that my first experience was the ZX81, and I used to actually program the games in basic code on mine. Yeah, yeah, I learned basic on that. Yeah, that's what I used to do Fantastic. back in the day, long time yeah. ago. And yeah. uh, and then I went on to a Spectrum, so that was mine, and that was probably where I really got into gaming was the Spectrum 48K and had lots of fun. And my, my favorite games on that were probably uh, School Days, which was like a very, very old-fashioned version of Bully. Uh, where yeah. he basically was like an adventure game set in a school. And I, I did like, obviously, Jet Set Willy as well. And I liked all the sort of like Saber Wolf, all those types of uh, isometric 3D games that were on there at the time were my favourites on it. So there you go. That was that yeah. was me, really. Uh, Chini, what did, you, what did you first have? Oh, I used to have um, an Amstrad. Like, I, we, had, we had a Spectrum, an ZX Spectrum, but I was a little young for that. Uh, my brother was the one on that, and my dad, he used to play it. And then we had uh, an Amstrad, and I remember like really getting excited for the Amstrad. Uh, didn't didn't really know what it was, and then uh, I remember just waiting ages for games to like. I don't really remember playing games, but I remember um, just waiting so long for those cassettes to load uh, and and start up. And um, yeah, yeah I, was, I just remember how the loading screen used to. It just used to load line for line, and I was like, oh, nearly done. And I never used to complain. You know, like, I get mad when a game loads for, like, five seconds there, right? But yeah. back then, I used to, like, wait, like, half an hour for a game to load. Oh, sure. And it would be terrible, but I thought it was awesome. And, yeah, that that's pretty much, like, kind of my first memory of, of games, is just watching the loading screen. Uh, I, I don't remember, I don't actually remember any of the games on the Amstrad. I can't remember them. Um, but I definitely did play it. I remember playing it. Yeah, that's, I can't remember what Amstrad it was either. It was an early one, though. It was, a, it was an old one. It's an old one. Yeah, no, I, I was going to say, I was just going to say, the last thing I would say, what I really remember out the, the ZX Spectrum, if you didn't just quite have the volume right when you were loading up your game, it would get to that very last bit of loading and then crash on you. And that was the most frustrating. And then you have to rewind the tape, which took ages, back to the beginning and start again. And yeah, we would just sit there. There you go. Okay, next email is off uh, Jake Higginson, otherwise known as Jake Brapp. Uh, yeah. So here we go. And he says, uh, thanks for another great podcast, guys. I uh, love the quids, although despite knowing several of them, questions were true. I highly doubt the legitimacy of a site that states. Uh, when Van Diesel is playing Chronicles of Riddick, he always switches off the computer when he is losing health because he believes when he runs out, he will die in real life. He arrived at this belief after misunderstanding the Matrix. So there you go. <laughs> so that's presumably on the same site as I got those uh, highly accurate facts off. Anyway, yes. and then he says, ha brilliant though. R.I.P. Stu after his heart attack mid-question. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just thought I'd ask for a bit of help though from you guys and wonder if you could answer a query of mine. Um, and he's talking about he's setting up his own blog podcast sort of thing and he's in the middle of writing a few posts in preparation for a series article called Unsung Heroes and he's also so far posted two on the site and you just want to check them out and I was wondering if, if us guys he said could tell each of our gaming Unsung Heroes or underrated secondary characters etc who despite only appearing on the screen for a short time perhaps uh, still had an effect on you and if you if you want to check out his site it's at uh, I don't know what he wants do you think he wants people to see this yeah, before it's finished you shall, shall we read that out okay yeah. You, you, yeah it's hard to write so I'll sort of spell it so it's t g a n o n so t g a n o n uh, .wordpress.com 
So there you go. So if you want to go and have a look, it's tganon.wordpress.com if you want to go and have a look what he's up to. And so go, Duke. Underrated characters in video games. Yes, I have two. One of them is uh, from Fallout 3 because I've been playing that a lot lately. Uh, Fox, you meet this super mutant who's trapped in this uh, vault jail cell, basically. And he's been obviously tested on and you sort of learn things about how the super mutants were made. And you have the ability to help him or just kill him. And for some reason, that character, because he's not a total super mutant yet, so he can sort of still talk, uh, I just really felt sorry for him, and I really got to like him a lot. And so uh, he's a really cool character. I really think he's fun, and he made an interesting connection with me at some point. Uh, the little girl that you meet in Ico obviously is very important, but I don't think she's unsung because she's a major part of that game. So uh, she's really cool. And the other one I would say is Fiona Taylor from Mercenaries Playground of Destruction. She's the woman that you never actually see in the game, but she's always squawking at you in your ear. And she's really funny. And, you know, when you're blowing up a building with seven people in it, she'll say like, wow, that looked pretty even from here. You know, she's just watching it on a satellite or something. So uh, I don't know. She added a nice element. And uh, they bring her into the actual, uh, you know, you get to interact with her in Mercenaries 2, which is one of the reasons that game wasn't as good as the first one. But she was really cool in the first one. There you go. Ginny? Um, I think... <laughs> I, it's, I, I don't think anyone's going to remember this, uh, but anyone who's played God of War 1, the first one, there's a guy that you come across on the boat at the start. Do you remember this, people? Remember this? Vaguely. Vaguely. And the reason why I remembered him, because he's voiced by... He's now quite famous in <coughs> amongst us nerds. Uh, it's Nolan North. It's the yeah. it's the, the guy. The guy's a voice by Nolan North. It's a very small part, and you'll find find out why it's small in a minute. But he uh, he's been waiting on this boat for a while. Bless him, right? And he's he's desperate for help, desperate. And along comes Kratos, and he's you know says he just begs him for help, uh, and he's just like, we need help. Come on, help us, help us. You know, you, you're awesome. And he gets shot in the back by an arrow. And I think that guy just doesn't get enough credit. So bless him. He's my mm. unsung hero in games. Ah, oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> well, well, I have I have one or two. Uh, the first of which is uh, Sully out of Uncharted 2. And the reason I've picked him is because in the first game, he features he features quite a lot. You know, he's sort of always there and he sort of plays a lot in it, doesn't he? You know, but in the second game, he isn't really in it that much, and I think he almost gets overshadowed by all the other new characters in the game. You know why he's not in it very often? Why is he not in it very often? Because he was not meant to be in it at all. Really? Yep. Now you see, to, to me, that's just a, that's terrible because I really liked him in the first game. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people did. That's why uh, that's why they brought him in because. Because people were saying, "Oh, we want Sully back," like on the forums, and then and they went, "Well." We better we better bring him back. So they said brought him back in. Oh, but there you go. He wasn't meant to be in the game at all. Ah, you see. So there you go. So that that actually makes it more interesting for me because, you know, I really I really liked him. You know, I really liked him. You know, yeah. in the first one, and I was quite surprised he wasn't in the second one very much because I was sort of looking forward to seeing him again because he was quite a good character. You know, quite funny. Oh, there you go. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. And the the second one I'd like to mention is a, a voice actor called Michael McConaughey. Michael McConaughey. Does anyone know? Is related who, to Matthew McConaughey. Who he is. He's done a ton of. I mean, a ton of ton of games. Uh, but one of the games he did do was uh, he was the voice of the agency in Crackdown. 
And ah, uh, yes, uh, yeah, I know he is. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And I thought there was just such a funny thing, and some of the lines he came out with were just great. So I quite liked him in, in Crackdown. So you didn't actually ever see him. He was just sort of always there in the background yep. telling you where to go and what to do next. So I thought he was quite good. So there you go. That's my two. Okay, yes. let's uh, have a quick break. And then when okay. we come back, it's quiz time. All right, I got the music for the break set up right here. This is, I've been really getting into Sadat X, who was a founding member of Brand Nubian, which is an awesome rap group in the 1990s, and his solo stuff is really cool. Um, so there's an al- there's a song, he has a couple other guest stars, including a guy named C-Ray's Walls and Awkwards, uh, who are on this track, but it's called Gamer, and I was just listening to his album. I had no idea that this song was on it, and I was realizing there's all these video game references in the song. I was like, dude, we should put that on the podcast. So get ready to hear it, people. What did the old say to the eight? Where'd you get that belt? Nice Nice waist. waist. See raised walls in the place. No doubt, no doubt. Use all my chain for the video game. Take a long range now, my scenario change. See, race set the stage blazing, I know this. No matter how serious, you play at your own risk. The sun cycles Kid Nicky on home patrol. Mike Tyson punch out, Contra with the code. Left, right, left, right, up, down. PA start, bars get Baraka scars. Blanca with shards. Yeah, here Kung Fuin. Russian attack, Metroid boy. Stuck on the board without a map. Yo, Joe, I sneak eyes with the gun hole pads. Roadblock with the snow job hands. Remember, whether slaying the crowd or displaying the crown, we're laying it down. You can't think of his cat, stay in the clouds. Brain dead, comatose, older overdose, get y'all open. Like the first time Yoda spoke. I'm older smoke. Copper, you young blade of grass. To the state in class with the chicks and play. They backflash, I'm fresh. Bonus round, no sweat. I'm rocking this JS, who got next? When it was Atari, the first model, my cousin got it first. I was jealous and thirsty. Used to play ping pong with the two long paddles and the light of it. Mambo Caligo vision when I went to school. Right around the time that we moved to now rule. Used to play joust down the road at Jenny House. Knock money off the bird, then dig in a blouse. Fall on a Tron, hand in hand with the movie. Got a little older, Sega, Huey. Played it on the road versus the B.I.G. Hakanelli and my man Lil C's Tokyo PlayStation from the Japanese. Played in the first man mode, my word. Lost the Master Ace, yo, I came in third. NBA Live, got them all from the first one. Put them in my will, leave them all to my first son. College football, played with the Wolverines. Sometimes out of boredom, I'll run with boredom. Xbox 360, PlayStation 3. My nephew got this new Halloween. Still with the games, and I'm a grown man. Walk around with the stick in my hand. It's awkward turn, and I'm about to slaughter you. Get the out my way. I got my quarter up. A rap CD is smash TV, though. River City Ransom, handsome with cheat codes. Infinite ammo. With all the power up, put on the power glove. Knock out class. Jump, Mega Man knows. I want my cash flow to stretch further than Bionic Commando. Down for a touch of punch. I do get up a cup. them up. All you can blast them. One drop cut like you know we play from the west coast of Cali, where you get shot at first in Hogan's Alley. I'll be playing Jackie Chan, action kung fu. So if you ain't down with that, then f- you. Bless the three out of five with anybody at the NBA live. The NBA live. 
Do you know, I've got to say that was pretty cool, Duke. NBA Live, got them all since the first one, put them in my will, give them all to my first son. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta say. Um, I'm not a massive hip-hop fan, but I'm becoming more, you know. So you just haven't heard the right hip-hop. I know, I know you're making me, you're conditioning me. Uh, I'm being conditioned. That that was awesome. So Dot X, man, I'm telling you, dude, Black Black October is his solo album that I've really been obsessed with the most, and it's it's really good. I love it a lot, so you check it out. That uh, song is from an album called Brand New Being, but uh, yeah, his other one's good too. And who are they again? What's the name? Uh, well, the, the, the guy's name is Sadat X, S-A-D-A-T space X, and that's how you can find his albums on like Amazon and stuff. You know, our more mature listeners are now going, what's that rubbish he's playing? It's well, but me some of them, hurt. like Adam on Thumbsticks, man, he knows what I'm talking about, brand new. Hey, don't underestimate your audience. Never do that. He's a bleeding. <laughs> All right, is it time for a quiz? Yes. Uh, yes. Let's have a quiz. Here comes the theme song. All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Game Raiders. My name is Duke Cam. I'll be your host. And this afternoon, in the red corner, we've got Chinny. Yeah, I like turtles. And in the blue corner, we've got Stu. I love eating Luffy's side. It's not on. Oh, it don't. Oh, it's on. Yeah, it's on. That's right. Uh, we've got three sections in quiz, so let's get right to it. The first one is called Snippy Clippy. I've got little short sound files, and your job, gentlemen, will be to tell me what game they are from. So, here comes the first one for Chinny. What game is this from? How's that feel, you blockhead? Um, do I get a clue or is it cold? Is it just You've cold? played this game. I've played this game. Play it again, please. How's that feel, you blockhead? Um, you blockhead. Block Lego, Lego Indie 2. Uh, it's not correct. Stooge, I tried to take a guess. Is it Monkey Island? Oh. I'm afraid that is actually from Team Fortress 2. Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. Character that, that says it. I don't know. Uh, I will say that the first pair of uh, sounds, are, I, I went finding stuff that I thought would be pretty tough, and then they get a little easier on the uh, third. Don't, never say oh. they're easy. Never say I'm they're not easy. Gonna say they're easy, but they're easier. I think they will be easier for you. I think they okay. will. All right. The second one is for Stu. Okay. Journey forward is perilous, but one you must complete. The journey forward is perilous, but one you must complete. And I've played this, have I? Yes, definitely played yep. it. Okay. Are, are you passing these on, Duke? Yeah. What? Yeah, he's passing them on. Go on, play it again. Play it again. Okay. The journey forward is perilous, but one you must complete. Is that Halo 3 ODST? <laughs> no idea, then. Jenny, you want to take a guess? Got a war. Point on the board is a stolen a, point. That's Athena. That's Athena. And that yeah. is that the in the original God of War, I assume. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah she's, wow. she's in one and two, but she's in the three because she dies. Spoiler. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> carry on. All right, moving on. The next clip is for Chinny. I see you. Portal. All right. 
I'll tell you what, mine, mine better it be that easy. Or else I'll tell you what, there's going to be big trouble. All right, here's clip number four. It's for Stu. Come back when you get some money, buddy. Okay, do I need to say which one? No. All right, bye, Oshawks. <laughs> Yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you off. Okay. No, that's fine. Fine. I'll, Chinny, I'll let you off the hook, Duke. Phil. Chinny, here's your next one. You all know the mission and what is at stake. I've come to trust each of you with my life. Mass Effect. Correct, Stu. Here is your next one. It's the last clip in the round. You ready? Yep. It's me. I'm sorry about everything. I wish I could just can you play that again i have no idea play it again play it again play it again it's me i'm sorry about everything i wish i could just it's all falling apart here i can't believe what's happening oh is is that dead space And at the end of that round, it's Stu with two points, Jenny in the lead with three. Anything can happen as we move into the next round, which is Where's Your Dome? This is all according to funtrivia.com. The odd numbers are going to be for Chinny. The even ones are going to be for Stu. So, Chinny, you're up first. Your first question. Uh, And each of these pairs of questions will come uh, having to do with a specific game. So, the first pair of questions will have to do with Max Payne. Chinny, in which state in the U.S. does Max Payne live? Is it A, New York? B, New Jersey, C, California, or D, Michigan? Give me the options again, please. New York, New Jersey, California, or Michigan? Uh, It's got to be New York. It has to be. I'm afraid that's not correct. Stu, would you like to take a guess? It's it's New Jersey, isn't it? Next question is for Stu. What is the title of the first chapter of Max Payne? Is it A, Painkillers, B, Till Death Do Us Part, C, Winter of Our Discontent, or D, The American Dream? Till Death Do Us Part. Oh, shit. Wrong, Chinny. No, I know what, what it is now as well. Damn. Okay, Chinny, do you know what it is? Uh, I don't, but I'll go with The American Dream. Alas, Damn each it. one of you stealing the other one's point. All right, nah. question three and four are to do with the Resident Evil 5 game. Chinny, who is the chopper pilot who helps the player in Resident Evil 5? Is it A, Kirk Matheson, B, Kevin McCheesney, C, Kyle Matthews, or D, Keith Mooney? Uh, oh, my God. Uh, oh my God, oh my God. This is Resident Evil 5. Yep. All right, read them out again. Kirk Matheson, Kevin McCheesney, Kyle Matthews, or Keith Mooney? Whatever it is, it's going to be... Kyle, is there anybody called Kyle? Um... Man... I really don't know. I'll go with the the second one to guess. It's not Kevin McCheesney. Stu, would you like to take a guess? Uh, what, are the, what are the other three? The other three are Kirk Matheson, Kyle Matthews, or Keith Mooney. Well, I think it's uh, Kyle Matheson. Oh. It's Kirk Matheson. Oh, sorry. 
You yeah. said Kyle Matthews. Oh, you sir. Said, well, you said, nah, I'll give you half a point. Okay, man, we can go with half. I didn't ask you to clarify. You combined two of the answers. Oh, sorry. All right. Well, he's, well, he's, he's, not, gonna be, he's not going to be Keith Mooney because he's in the Rolling Stones, isn't he? Well, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, next question. <laughs> okay. Half a point, half himself. Uh, <laughs> next go. question. The zombies in Resident Evil 5 are called Magini. In what language does this word mean, evil spirit? A, Yoruba, B, Zulu, C, Swahili, or D, Igbo? Uh, Swahili. That is correct. Next question. The next two come from Just Cause. Chinny, in the first Just Cause game, what is the name of the fictional island on which the game takes place? Is it A, San Jacinta? B, San Espirito, C, San Pajaro, or D, San Chingando? Uh, San Esperanto. That is correct. You guys are doing very well. Next question about Just Cause is for Stu. Who is the dictator against which the player fights in Just Cause? Is it A, Salvador Mendoza, B, Octavio Paz, C, Tito Puente, or D, Juan Mariachi? Uh, Salvador Mendoza. That is correct as well. Next two questions are about uh, Jean-Francois' favorite game in the world, Peggle. Chinny, which game features a mini-game version of Peggle? Is it A, The Sims, B, World of Warcraft, C, Eve Online, or D, RuneScape? World of Warcraft. well on this quiz i guess maybe i made the questions too easy or you guys are just too smart it's too because we're awesome at games yes. all right uh Stu, here's your question about peggle which of the following is not one of the peggle masters a splork b jacques c bjorn or d claude uh, it's between two um jacques So correct. Um, yes, yeah, Blork's the alien, Bjorn is the unicorn, and Claude is the crab. And Jacques is the bowling instructor who has an affair, almost has an affair with the person. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next two questions. The final two questions in this round have to do with Halo. Chinny, what is the race of aliens that constructed the Halo ring worlds? Is it A, the ancestors, B, the early ons, C, the heralds, or D, the forerunners? Ooh, that's a good question. Oh, that's a really good question. <sighs> Can I have the options again? The options are A, Ancestors, B, Earlyuns, C, Heralds, or D, Forerunners? I'll say the Forerunners. <laughs> Correct. And having never played much of the Halo games, I have no idea how hard or easy these are. Uh, final question in the round is for Stu. Who okay. is the flood parasite creature that betrays Master Chief and tortures Cortana in Halo 3? Is it A, Grave Mind, B, Mind Corpse, C, Ghoul Skull, or D, Death Brain? Oh, God. Say them again. Say them again. The options are A, Grave Mind, B, Mind Corpse, C, Ghoul Skull, or D, Death Brain? 
Uh, do you know, I don't, I don't know. This is a pure guess. I'm going to go with Ghoul School. Yeah, that's incorrect. Yeah. Chinny, would you like to try to steal the point? Grave mind. That is correct. And at the end of that round, Chinny has eight and Stu has six and a half. So it all comes down to the final round, which is called today's special. I'm going to read you questions. If you can give me the answer without the choices, you'll get two points. <laughs> And if you get the answer right with the choices, you'll get one point. Uh, Each of these is uh, set up to ask you questions about a game you have played a lot. Chinny, you will go first, and your questions will all have to do with Mass Effect. So, here's your first question. Aside from the Protheans and the Rachni, name an extinct race in the Mass Effect universe. An extinct race? Yes. Oh my god. Uh, so they don't show up in the game at all. Well, Aside from the Protheans and the Rachni, name an extinct race in the Mass Effect universe. Oh man! They're not. Sorry, they're not extinct. Turians, they're not extinct. What was the two I couldn't say? The two you can't, aside from the Protheans and the Rachni. Man, oh, man. Oh. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Would you like the options? Yeah. Okay, here are the options. One of these is an extinct race in the Mass Effect universe. A, Cantulons. B, Betula. C, Volus. And D, Arthen. That does not help. <laughs> uh, the third one. That's incorrect. Stu, you want to try to steal uh, a point? The Betula. Oh, I'm afraid I made up the Betula. Damn. Uh, the Volus is a species that is not extinct, but the Arthen is an ex- a species that is extinct in Mass Effect. Never right, ever even heard that. Yeah, yeah. Next question, hopefully not as tricky. Uh, what is the name of the biological weapon used to prevent Krogan breeding? This is for Chinny. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay, so Krogan, uh, that's Rex. What won't Rex out? Uh, I'm trying to really get it without the thing. You're talking about the the virus that they had. Do you mm-hmm. want the Do you want the name of the virus? Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, I'm trying to think. I just—it's on the tip. Of, I, no, I do know it. And if well, you then say said it. it. But if you said it, I'll be like, oh yeah. I know. <laughs> well, I'm about to say it, along with three things that are not correct. Uh, All you got to do is give me the word, and I'll start. Well, I want list. that extra point, man. Well, then you got to say it now. <laughs> do People it now. Tuning in to listen to you go. Um. Uh, uh... No, you'd have to give me the options. Okay, the options are A, Xenovirus, B, Genophage, C, Bactocide, or D, Nanopocalypse. It's it's Genophage. (laughs) 
is. All right, here's your last question, Shinny. Uh, what is the capital of the Systems Alliance? Is it A, Arcturus Station, B, Minuteman Station? Dang it, I was supposed to let you guess without reading out the options. I'm sorry. C, Suskind Station, or D, Pinnacle Station? I gave Stu a half a point, so I'll give you one and a half points if you get it with, a, with the choices here. Uh, so it's the capital of what? The systems Alliance. So I thought he was going to say... Do you give me the options again. It's our Arcturus Station, Minuteman Station, Suskind Station, or Pinnacle Station. Man. So I was like, oh, it's the Citadel, but... This is driving me nuts. This is I hate this. Well, after all the quizzes you've won, I don't think I have any pity for you. And uh, right, read them one more time, and then I won't. Arcturus Station, Minuteman Station, Suskind Station, Pinnacle Station. Pinnacle Station. Stu, would you like to try to steal it? Is it Arcturus Station? It's only fair that I give you the one and a half points too. So. Ooh, that makes into a whole one point. That's cool. You're down <laughs> only one point, Stu. It could happen that Stu wins a quiz against Chinny. Let's see what happens in the... I have won one before against him. Once. That's true. That's yeah. true. All right, here we go. Uh, Stu, your questions are all to do with Half-Life 2. Your first question is, uh, what is the name of the Coastal Detention Center in Half-Life 2? Oh, shit. Um... Oh, I shouldn't need a choices, but you're going to have to give me. It's a long time since I've played that. But go on, give okay, me the choices. Okay, here we go. The choices are A, North Point, B, Nova Prospect, C, New Poland, or D, Nascent Polarity. Yeah, Nova Prospect. Ladies and gentlemen, it's tied up. Next question, Stu. Okay, I'm ready. What is the name of the priest who aids Gordon Freeman in Ravenholm? That again, I won't know without the choices. I'll know it when I hear the choices. Okay, okay, well, the choices are Father Galoni, Father Garrison, Father Gastro, or Father Grigori. Mm, I thought I would do, but I don't. Go on, say them again. Say them again. Father Galoni, Father Garrison, Father Gastro, Father Grigori. I'm not entirely sure, but I'm going to go with Father Gastro. Damn. That's incorrect. Chinny, you have a chance Damn. to gain a point. Uh, Father Galori, is it the, 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 the Gregory? That one. I'm sorry, the options are Father Galoni, Father Garrison, and Father Gregory. Gregory, there you go. Screw up again and give someone a point they didn't deserve. All right, Stu. <laughs> yep, go. You got one more option here, one more chance. Yeah, that's it. You give him a point when he screwed up. Yeah, they go. What? <laughs> I said the name. I just you didn't say it right. Right, go on, carry well, on. I gave him the oh whatever, but I gave you a half a point when you. When well, I, you gave him a full point. Well, I'm giving everybody generous ability to make up for the fact that I screwed up once in each direction. So shush. Here's your final question, Stu. You ready? Yeah. What is the name of Doctor Kleiner's pet head crab who disrupts the teleporter? Oh, piss. It's um ah. Uh... Something stupid like Clive or something like that it is. Damn it, I can't remember. Go on, give me the choices. The choices are A, Lilith, B, 
B. Larry, C. Lamar, or D. Lois? Lamar. Well, shooty hattie shucks. Now I gotta find a way to break the tie. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are going to choose a game to get the tiebreaker from, and it's going to be a game that is a first-person shooter. And the game is going to be... Hmm, what should the game be? That I'm glad you've got this prepared. <laughs> I totally have it prepared. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, we couldn't tell that. <laughs> yes, I totally have it prepared. It's all set to go. Um... <laughs> While Duke is trying to find a decision answer, me and Stu will talk about the finer things in life. Yeah. That's right, gardening with Alan Titchmarsh. With Alan Titchmarsh. He's a terrible gardener, you know. I uh, I saw him planting tubers in definitely the wrong place in the garden, has to be said. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, the... <laughs> All right, the question, you've all done this when you did quizzes. So the tiebreaker is going to be a closest to thing. Uh, the game Fear stands for First Encounter Assault Recon. It was released in 2005 within a day of each other for the Windows release in both North America and the EU. It was released in October. The question is, which day in October was it released in the EU? Stu. I'm going to go with the 20th. Okay, and Shinny. Uh, uh, I don't know. Can I just say higher or lower? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sixteenth. Oh my god! Don't tell me it's exactly the same. It's the <laughs> Look, he's got to be a draw. We can't, it is no, we can't draw. I don't, no, I mean, no, never. <laughs> Fine, I will find another question about fear. Yeah, anyway, about Alan Titchbosch. So yeah. he, he just shit yeah. his, his daffodils didn't look great last year, I have to say. They were in completely the wrong place. They were in the shade of a, a large oak tree. Yeah, <laughs> and, they, and they kept getting uh, bird droppings on them. Yeah, all the time. You never hear of Charlie Dimmock anymore, do you? No, but she did have big nipples. You you could hang a coat on them if you wanted to. That that builder guy, what was his name? Bob. Bob. <laughs> he does adverts then again. Oh, oh, here we go, here we go. He's back, okay. he's back. Uh, <laughs> on Metacritic, oh. what is the accumulated rating for Fear 1 on the Xbox 360? Chinny. Out of 100. Right, okay. Uh... Eighty-five. Stu, I was gonna say eighty-five. <laughs> I really was. I really was. I'll I'll go with eighty-six. You well, I if you were really gonna say eighty-five, Stu, then that would also show that it should really be a draw because it's exactly eighty-five. Oh, well, I was gonna say eighty-five. So but... that you say, you know what? It's just a draw. Okay, I mean, Chinny wins. Yes. <laughs> But it's a draw. It's, I mean, f- seriously. Like, I don't know how to count that. It's it's so close. You, but as it's got to be a draw. Well, we'll have to accept a draw because we can't break the deadlock. Even though I was yes. right on that last question. Well, no, yeah, I, I would tell it. No, I, I, I would have been I, right I, if I'd asked him first. I so. would have said 85. I definitely yeah, would have. We have to take his word for it. But anyway. 
Yes, excellent How job. How are we going to say that? Well no, done. What? Good job. You all know a lot about games, so hooray, hooray, hooray. Yay! Yay! Hooray for both of Everybody happy! Yay! No God, that's, that is quite interesting, though. All that deadlock. Yeah. Get... Anyway, let's... Uh, we need to really do some shout-outs because this show's gone on way too long already. Yes. So we need to do some quick shout-outs and get the hell out of here. So let's start right. with you. Me? Yeah, okay, you. I got several shout-outs. Oh, no, quick. make it. You'll have to pick one. Okay, well, I have to pick two because uh, I, I did what Jimmy <laughs> does in the, the, uh, the thing with the overseas connection. He puts it up on Twitter. It's like, if you want a shout-out, respond to this. And so Simon Ivanov said a yeah, shout-out, and uh, Jean-Francois Gratton also wanted a shout-out. So my shout-outs go to them. Hooray, they rock. Go next. Go on, you can have your other one if, you, if you're someone off Twitter. Go on, just do your other oh, one. those are the two that I gave, Simon Ivanov and J.F. Gratton. Oh, I thought you said you had three. Done. Well, I have others, too. Donald X Vaccarino for creating the card game Dominion. If you guys haven't played that, it's awesome. Yeah, right, move of- on. Chini, do your shout-out. <laughs> uh, I'll shout at CPM because he gave me a 48-hour code. Go. Right, okay. I've got two iTunes reviews. Um, the first one's called Gary Barlow. <laughs> okay. Nice. I know, yeah, by uh, X Does Agro X. So that's his uh, username on iTunes. So thanks very much for that. And he says, I've been downloading this podcast for a while now and uh, once I get past the fact that Stu sounds like Gary Barlow, uh, this is a great podcast. <laughs> I look forward to it every week. And the guys keep me laughing. Keep it up, guys. Love you all. Xbox Gamer Tie, X Daz Agro X. I-, I don't think that's very nice, to be honest, to say I sound like Gary Barlow. Well, I sound nothing like Gary Barlow. He's in my. <laughs> yeah, I, would fa- I would be I offended. You sound exactly like him. Hey, yeah, shut up. Who's Gary Barlow? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Is, uh... Anyway, but these are five-star reviews, so thank you ever so much for that. Even Yay. if you do think I sound like Gary Barlow, I'll just accept that. Yes. Anyway, moving on. Um, the second one is called Essential Listening, and that's by HMC. And he says, exactly the kind of gaming banter you want on your journey to work. Three really sound people talking about what they all love as a pastime gaming. Look, look out for that car coming up behind you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, brilliant so there you go so thank you hmc and as yes. always if you want to listen to any other really cool podcasts check out uh, vghub.net and don't forget and can i just say don't forget to come along uh, to the veteran gamers website and have a look there because we put in tons of cool stories up and articles and all sorts of things like duke did. yeah like duke did this week so there you yeah. go oh that was a good story by the way yeah shout like out that. to duke as well for his story why would you like it so there you go. And on that note, we really do need to get the hell out of here. So, yes. uh, yeah, bye. My wife beat me at Dominion. <laughs> Twice. Uh, oh, God. Jamal. <laughs>